1: Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers rugby podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, back in the rugby dungeon to soak up week one of I have to, in fact that's the first order of business, what what do we call this thing, uh, but I'll be doing so with JB, hello Tim, and with Phil, hello Tim, uh, right yeah okay, so that's what we're going to call this episode. What is this thing? <laughs> have they... Yeah, let's do that. Uh, have they dropped the word European? I mean, I work on it, and I'm still not 100% sure. Is it the European Cup that they're calling it, or just the Heineken Champions Cup and Heineken I,
2: Challenge Cup? I think just Heineken Champions, Champions Cup. Cup. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. I think you are so,
3: right. Is it administered by P C though? <clears throat> EPC- EPCR. EPCR, whatever it is. Uh,
2: yes, that yes, would still be is. the governing body that The European Professional... It. E-P-R-C Rugby
1: Uh, Champion Rugby Ship uh, Rugby Ship The Rugby Ship Yeah I I should know this Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes so uh, yeah, week one. Um, I'll just uh, let me do the housekeeping. We are everywhere. You get your podcast hit subscribe. We're the only podcast there for you twenty four twenty four hours a day. I was going to say. <laughs> ah, I'll I'll there. I've you, had a busy week. Oh, you can listen to us twenty four hours a day. <laughs> I've had a busy weekend. You haven't got enough back catalogue. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that till yeah. I wonder how long if you <clears throat> hit play on episode one nine and nearly ten years ago. How long would it take to? How long? How long would you spend listening to podcasts before you ran out?
3: I think you've got. I reckon a year, maybe.
1: I don't think it's that much. No, Do you know what I reckon like seven hundred no. episodes. We're getting on Se- for.
3: Yeah, seven hundred episodes. You sort of say
1: they average an hour and a minutes. half, ninety yeah. minutes. What's what's uh, seven hundred times by ninety? Bill. <laughs> and <laughs> then divide be. that by twenty-four. Uh, so six. You've got a 000, phone in your hand. 6, 6, I love the fact three hundred. I love the fact you're doing it with your head. Yeah.
2: Uh, Six thousand three hundred would be um, divided by twenty four. Oh wait, sorry, sorry. Six thousand three hundred. Yeah, uh, I'll I tell you what. Let me just get my calculator out. Uh, do they not call this radio ninety off? times <laughs> seven hundred? Sixty three thousand, missing a zero. Are we divided, need that divided um, by twenty four. Divided by. Well, wait, yes, let's say. Let's ours. say
1: divided by sixteen. As in, wait, give, give you okay. eight hours sleep.
2: Yeah. How many so days? About
1: four. 000,
2: um, hang on. So ninety times sixty-three thousand divided by is 63,000 minutes. So, but yeah, oh, then right. we need to divide, divide by, by 60. Divide by 60 is 1,000. Divide by 24. 18. Like, would it, be uh, 43 day 43
1: 18. days if you did nothing but listen to the podcast. 43 full 24-hour days. That's Perfect. good going. We need, what um...
3: Oh, what's her name? The lady
2: who does the football. Goal a goal game girl. Who? Did you not see the clip of a goal a game? What? No. Oh, sorry, um... I have seen the goal of the game. 19 19 goals in 40 games. Yeah, goal game. Near enough enough a goal game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you the the lady that I mean now? No, I don't. I haven't seen the clip. (laughs) I haven't seen it, but it was funny enough you telling it (laughs) second hand. Yes, so we are anywhere you get your podcast, We're patreon.com forward slash egg chasers. JB's Dubai debacle episode is there.
3: It is. It's up now. It's
1: up and has been enjoyed. Yeah, bringing back all the memories. <laughs> um, more to come. Maybe, maybe we'll. Maybe, maybe that should just be the place for spicy, spicy hot takes. <laughs> yeah, quite.
2: <laughs> um, There's always a few of them on the podcast, so I'm there sure is. there'll be some today.
1: Yeah, there will be.
3: <laughs> um, I'm just trying to find some of messages on Facebook. I got, I got, a, first time in a while, a long while. I don't know if I hadn't read it for a long time or, you know, or what has happened. I got a foot fetish email again
2: <laughs> are you starting the OnlyFans back up yeah, yeah, get some yeah, pocket I'll, money for Christmas fire it, fire it back up <laughs>
3: so. anyway let's talk about this weekend because well I mean I would like, quite like to talk about anything else but this weekend in a lot of ways <laughs> but we're going to have to do it let's, so let's actually focus and oh. do it what, what, what's your
1: thinking there what do you mean do
3: you know I was driving back from Wales on Friday and this is how I know things have changed in, in rugby. Because I used to get so excited about Friday night. Like Friday night was like one of the highlights of the weekend for me. Because I know I'm playing in the, in the morning. But at night, a good rugby game got me really excited. Now, Friday night Europe should get you double excited. I actually forgot the rugby was on. It, you know, Driving home, it wasn't until halfway down. I can't remember what it was that triggered it. Bloody hell, it's quarter past eight. London Irish are playing. I just didn't really care. I watched the game. It wasn't a bad game, actually. In fact, of all the games... Probably one of the better ones But I think as a competition They seem to have gutted it Accidentally have gutted it during Covid And we understand why they made the changes in Covid But I think they're going to have to rethink this group group stage Because I'm not excited about this at all
2: Yeah that, So This week There's been Some Underwhelming Attendances yeah. it's, it's fair to say And some Underwhelming um, Games In terms of The disparity between the two teams mm. But The cup competition as well is, at best, confusing and opaque. It it, it is. It doesn't seem to build the uh, kind of tension, because it's all, each game seems less relevant, because you're not, you only play two of the people in your pool, so you're not Directly competing with everyone around you You're kind of competing in the same pond as A load of teams that are comp- like just adjacent it's to you just not you. It good do- It doesn't create rivalries
3: I, So I think the organisers Looking at the competition its totality And how it was played last year um, I think the organisers thought two things I thought they had success in the knockouts Because I think two-stage rugby actually Or should I say the aggregate rugby game Yeah
2: ...in the next 16 is actually a very, very good addition. So last so last 16, then quarters, then semis. That, that is a nice addition. So ticking the box there, Greg. Yes. I think the other thing they
3: thought is a little bit like the NFL... ...which is it doesn't matter what games are played... ...and the structure of how teams accumulate points. Just it matters that games are played... ...and then people work it out because they're big enough fans. And that hasn't materialised. That's the important part. So the bit which is important, in my mind, is the group stage because everybody plays, and this is a huge revenue raiser. So Mm. for a lot of teams, you don't get the chance to go to Ireland or France or wherever it may be. I'm talking from an English perspective, of course. And a couple of years ago, Sale drew Connacht, and the amount of excitement around Sale that we can have on away day to Connacht was brilliant, Mm. and they were going to come back. I know you do the home and away here, but it's the fact you're both in a group, there is an actual... When you beat that team, it, there's an actual effect with it within the group, and it matters to both teams more. Yeah, that, that's the difference. It matters more to both teams playing. Yes,
1: well, I'm just gonna. I I agree with a lot of what you said. I'm just going to make sure we don't have rose tinted glasses because there were complaints with the old format that there were dead rubber. Dead rubbers. Yes.
2: Yeah, because there were there were teams. If you're playing six group games, there were teams who after two games are out. So they're just going to play the kids for four consecutive games, so that that's also not good. But there is, to me, there must be a a third way, an alternate to the, to not have six group games, which is bad both for the dead rubbers, but also for the um, for for the calendar. It means you you've got you can't fit in the extra round of sixteen, which is a good thing, um, but also having some kind of. Coherent narrative That threads through The pools Rather than It is just A pool A pool B Mess this? at the moment If you finish Bottom of your pool Right You're not allowed
3: to play The competition next year <clears throat> The naughty step You're just not You, to <laughs> you love be... You love a naughty step I, JB But uh, you know What would that Actually look like I mean It wouldn't <clears throat> You wouldn't be playing the kids Because you, you work so hard To get into Europe So say I were working So hard to get into Europe It'd be like The end of them uh, For the next year that that would be a really interesting incentive. If you finish bottom of your pool, you can't play next year. Now, obviously, that wouldn't happen because potentially you'd have the Italians only every, like every other year, for instance. Mm-hmm. So it could have big impacts on national unions. But I'd love to see
2: some sort of some sort of really nasty
1: punishment. The um... I I'd...
2: surely there is a way to do. Pools of three.
1: Yeah, I, I, that that was my suggestion before they changed the format. We go back a few years listen to the podcast. That was exactly my suggestion. I love the fact that there are no doubling up of domestic rivalries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, your... I'm,
2: I'm very happy with that as well. I,
1: I really like that. But I don't see why Pools of three isn't a possible thing. With yeah. the top team going through to the... Uh, or top team getting home T- t- uh, last round of 16 second place getting away round of 16 third place you're out or go to yeah. the challenge cup or whatever I don't know how that works yeah
2: would work. if, if there's there's 24 teams isn't there so you'd have eight pools so yeah it would work home away and then you'd you'd rank top and bottom so it it doesn't seem like that should be very difficult to to achieve
3: yeah there might be a i think they play less games in europe now don't they
2: Well, you, you only play four Fewer. W- for you, of course. <laughs> you play. Of course. It used to. It used to be six plus three. It's now four. Is one of them home and away? Isn't it? Yeah, uh, it was. 16.
1: I don't think it is this time. It might not round, be. Round of sixteen last season well, was not, home and this, away. I don't think it is. is it not. I don't so it, think
2: so, so. It used to be six plus three, which was nine. But, whereas now it's it's four plus four, yeah. depending on
1: whether you have a, a, ho- a double home and away. But just to illustrate what you've said, okay. So I, I, I talk a, a lot about sport is storytelling and that's how you make something compelling and captivating and that's how you, uh, certainly from a broadcasting point of view and podcasting even when we're talking about it, imagine you're (coughs) casually interested in rugby. Maybe you caught a bit of the Autumn Internationals and you might watch a little bit more. You turn on and do you just watch 80 Minutes of Rugby for its own sake? That's got a level of entertainment but actually... Then imagine you actually take an interest to go, oh, what's going on here? Okay, so you've got the best 24 teams. Hold on.
2: Yeah, 24. The best
1: 24 teams in Europe from three domestic (sighs) leagues who are arranged into uh, two pools of 12. The top eight will advance to the round of 16 in each pool. The bottom four will. uh, Two or three of them, I can't remember which, will go to the challenge cut, the the second tier. Um, Okay, so everyone plays each other in that pool? No, no. You play people in your own pool based on where you finished in your domestic league and where the other two leagues finished in their leagues and if you came first you play eighth you came second you play seventh and you play Uh those two teams home and away alright so you're in a pool with those guys no you're still in a pool with all 12 but you just play two of those teams home and it's yeah. so I think I think I I just did quite a good job then you did a very good job
2: but you've also uh, explained why the teams the pools of three doesn't work because there'll be mismatches. So it's not the same three teams playing around Robin in the current format. Oh, yes. Because that would create a mismatch between the top tiers and the the bottom tiers. Yeah, Leinster would
3: be in with Zebra and...
2: Yeah, exactly. Leinster might be playing, say, um, Benetton and... I don't know, Gloucester, whoever... Not not Gloucester. um, Northampton Saints or whoever finished low down in the Premiership. But then those two... Um, would both be playing against uh, whipping boys well they would they would, they boys would
3: to play some, someone I no. mean
2: they would also have a whipping boy so they would play one top team oh, and yeah. one whipping boy yeah. so Leinster would play two whipping boys northampton oh, would play yeah. one top how team you, and one whipping yeah, you're boy so right, the right. question
3: though, why wouldn't you say you have got three pots the good teams the medium teams the bad teams
2: and you take one from each pot that's how you'd have to do it you yeah, have to reselect it. it yeah because at the moment they, they break it down into four top um, upper middle Bottom, middle and bottom And so top play bottom Upper middle play lower middle So you'd have to break it into three even pots with like,
3: Even with the so-called whipping boys The beauty of that would be if you've got two whipping boys Well, they've both got to Whip one another So <clears> if they get the double win and then a win Against the presumed champion You could get someone
2: going through Who you wouldn't expect to go through Which would quite, be quite good fun you would do, but then you're going to create m- more mismatched line. because you want this to be a f- mm. one thing that this should do. Although, because you've only got four games, it, it's hard. But this should filter out the best teams into the last sixteen. Well,
3: the most disturbing thing that Tim said in this whole thing is to be in the top twenty-four teams. The top twenty-four teams. Well, that's like mm. the championship and the Premiership combined. That's an enormous amount. amount that's
1: two-thirds of the teams. Twenty-four that are teams are potentially in the competition, right? Yeah. Or nearly getting on for sixteen, isn't it? In it needs to. Yeah. it
3: does need to be narrowed down to. Yeah, it does. top four, Top four. It
1: does. And this is—it's that. I uh, see. I'm invested in this, and I—I I love it. I work in it. I—I I love the rivalries, um, and I'm—I'm I'm so willing it to be brilliant. But there's this, i do don't—I don't. I guess the question we have to ask is, what? Where is the apathy? Because we could be overreacting here, because the football World Cup is on. Yeah. Because It's my, minus
2: three most of the weekend. Minus three most the of the minus weekend. Minus three is brilliant. That's <laughs> you, you, not you everyone, ball, shares, you to the road not everyone shares your enthusiasm for that. So
1: I tell you what, let me just read an and email. Also, oh, God.
3: Sorry, I was going to say, very few people make a snap decision the morning of the game to go to the mm. game. You've, you've made this decision weeks in advance because you've got to get all your boring mates to get childcare <laughs> and you know all the rest of it. You've made the decision to go. If you're mm. travelling to Montpellier, you've made that decision a long time ago.
2: So I, I think we might be, sat here. I think the the group stages will be more subdued, but I think the knockout stages will be good. It will filter, It will yeah. have the desired effect, it will filter the top teams, yeah. and it will create four rounds of tension oh, the, with the, the last 16. Oh, the knockout's going to be dynamite. Absolutely. It is, but yeah. you
3: know, it should be the, I always think it should be the group stages that should be the most exciting,
1: because you should be...
3: So excited to Those old home and
1: away Back to back weeks yeah, That exactly. was my fav, That was my favourite yeah. So my favourite bit Of the competition last year Was the <coughs> round of 16 Home and away Which I was dubious about And then was won over It was yeah,
2: great great. But, yeah.
1: but that's because It replicated the bit That I used to love most About the Champions Cup Which was the home and away Middle of the pool stage and Rounds it, it three it put, and
2: four puts more jeopardy Online as well Yeah, It, it was even more Rivalry you,
1: Sometimes important. you had a storyline That you could carry From one game to the next so, so yeah. A one bad the, decision Or the, a red the, card the, or something
2: The, the, the Ulster to lose Home and away oh, Last year was just Magnificent. Well, I
3: remember the Ulster was it Ulster Exeter home and away all those years ago with Steenson nailing drop goals Oh yeah. Paddy yeah, Jackson yeah. Na- Oh, that's a good point. I'll come back to that later. Um
1: and <laughs> pa- um, Jackson nailing drop goals. That that was absolutely brilliant. So before so l- let's just answer this question okay, uh, yeah. by, uh, by way of David Tarnopolsky's email, contact at gmail.com. A, a New York cop. Yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Alex Lozovsky and David Tarnal posky Uh, (laughs) Blah, 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 PodGood (laughs) etc. My thoughts on the low attendances this weekend. I'm just not surprised. I would consider myself a massive club rugby fan. I've had a season ticket at Quinns for 10 plus years and often watch the majority of games played every weekend. Man after our own. If we ever need someone to step in on the pod, David's the boy. Um, But I just don't care about this, quote, European brackets and South African competition. As a Quinns fan, I'd rather us just play our second 15 and rest the big guns for the premiership. Mm. It's hard to pin down why uh, why I, and clearly many others, appear to feel like this. Uh, but I would suggest some of the reasons may be, one, the ludic- ludicrously complicated pull system, which no one understands and makes it very hard to follow. Two, the massive gulf in quality between teams from different countries. Yeah. Only the French, Irish and South Africans really have a chance of getting far in the, into the competition. We might have to disagree with that, but I take the point. I um, I do take that point. Uh, yeah. Three, the insistence of EPCR to maintain it as a, quote, European competition despite teams from Africa being involved. Judging by the attendances in South Africa this weekend, the fans over there also don't really care about the competition. To me, it just comes across... Rather unprofessional and unattractive. I'm sure there are other contributing factors too, but these are just a few that spring to mind. It's terribly sad, if I'm honest. I used to really look forward to European weekends in yeah. the glory days of the Heineken Cup. So Northampton now, v Leinster, Saracens v Toulon, for example. Mm. It feels completely different now. So one of the problems
3: is with European rugby. It's the nature of the URC and the competing needs that league has, because you can't just say top four from here. Because if you say top four you've got to spread those spaces around between, what's it,
1: five unions now?
3: Mm. So Italy, Wales, Scotland, Ireland, now South Africa. South Africa but, they, yeah. but
1: they have got rid of the... It used to be that a and Welsh team and an Italian team would always be involved, but that's not the case anymore. Yeah, yeah. so there's only one Welsh team. I kind of prefer team.
3: that. And there's no... I- so you have to give Italian. one spot to each union, and then the rest fight, fight it out for whatever it is. But they all got a bit arsy because, of course, France have got However many spots England have got However many spots Yeah So I I can see the point But that's the way That they decided To structure their rugby They've made their bed They've they've got to line it If you want to have Provinces And regions And whatever else Whatever the Structure you want You know More power to you But I don't think You you can then say Oh but they Then all have to play In European rugby I don't think that's right
2: So On to David's point I think Mm -hmm. the middle one Certainly for a Quinns fan or indeed fans of any English team, any Welsh team, any Scottish team, and half of the Irish teams is relevant because they don't have a chance. They, they Genuinely, I, I think there are maybe four or five teams in who could actually have a realistic chance of winning the thing. Uh, I would have said Racing 92 prior to this weekend, but Leinster definitely. to lose definitely, although they, they struggled in bad conditions against Munster. La Rochelle, definitely. Yep. Um, Montpellier? Montpellier, Montpellier
3: yeah. maybe, yeah. I'd say it's
2: five, Racing
3: Montpellier to lose Leinster and... Um, what's, it, what's
2: the other one? La Rochelle.
3: La Rochelle. And
2: maybe Bordeaux as well, but although obviously went to Gloucester and Gloucester got a great result. So that basically anyone outside, let's call it five teams, Pick insert team names here, anyone outside those five teams, if you're a diehard club man, you are going to be apathetic towards it because you've not realistically got a shot of winning it.
3: Mm, yeah, well, yeah, but I guess it's like the Champions League. In football, people get excited to go get into Champions League and then just literally getting to the see To like, see some of the teams. Yeah, so I'm not sure I agree with that, with that view because I remember when Sarah No, sorry. When Glasgow... Made it through the knockouts, So I mean the, the pool stage To play play Saracens That's a genuinely Massive game for them <clears> So I know it does matter And it really mattered When uh, Scarlet's got through And actually beat Lara Shell In the first uh, Knockout stage mm. So no I, 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 I don't think that That's right I think you're in there Because you want to compete With the big boys Not because you're Somehow afraid of them Or think oh that's no point Because Leinster are, are involved
2: Yeah it, it is interesting That Having a shot of the king Is always nice Yeah um, it's, it's I, I
1: don't know how clubs arrange their tickets for Europe, uh, for the Heineken Champions Cup as well. Because mm. is it additional to the season ticket? And if so, don't know. If you had, if you were going to go with, I don't know. Let's say the three of us went, it, we'd probably be looking at over a, over a hundred quid in tickets. And if you were like a, a dad and with a kid or whatever, mm. yeah. So I've got, in, in addition to your season ticket, do you? Swerve it, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I think your season ticket is one thing. Your club week in, week out is one thing. I think, actually, European tickets should be a little bit more exclusive. I mean, we did um, a trip some years ago. now, Five years ago, this weekend, we did, on the Friday night, Ulster versus Harlequins. Mm. Exeter versus Leinster. Uh, Because I think these games previously used to be of that magnitude that you just get people who want to go to watch this. My little brother, who doesn't even like rugby, he's got passing interest was so keen he flew over to Dublin to watch um,
1: Northampton Leinster You're, do you know you are absolutely right this comp this comp this feels different because yeah. the, that that prestige I mean it's still the best teams in Europe and I'm so excited for the knockout I'm really excited for mm. next weekend um, and seeing all the rugby again I will be watching and we'll be talking about it don't you worry uh, and we'll be beating the drum for it as much as anyone but yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't... It, yeah, that kind of prestige. And I can't put my finger on why. Yeah. Mm.
3: It doesn't feel like it's just like... Well, it used to feel like it's one small step down from international. It would be a reasonable substitute. Well,
1: and that's exactly how Alex Sanderson describes it today. He said, this is the the pinnacle of club rugby. It's the closest you get to internationals. He, 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 he gave a little speech and then went, how's oh, that for hype? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, love it.
2: Right. <coughs> yeah. So... Mm. Where should we start with the actual rugby? Not today's game, please.
1: Um, Let's start with the two teams that I I think there are two. (coughs) You mentioned five teams. There are two teams that just are playing rugby on a different planet to anybody else, and that's Larochelle and Leinster. Agreed.
2: (laughs) Agreed.
3: So we'll get. Let's let's do Leinster first. Okay. Uh, I was just astonished. Now maybe, maybe I am um, talking nonsense here. I was so amazed that. Racing dealt so poorly with so many facets of Lancer's game. Leinster's have a lot of credit. I mean, they looked like they played in second gear for, most of, like, for the most part. They didn't even look challenged. But, you know, they were going to walk up to the Racing line-out, and they used the same move three times, and Racing never twigged. It was it was quite incredible, incredible to watch. They didn't shift their formation. They didn't do anything. They just wandered up, won the ball three times. Uh, with the same back drive, with the same movements and the same and the same patterns. Is that the same
2: one, they, the try after three minutes they scored with? I think That was, was that. a back drive where... Yes, yes,
3: it was. So they used it
2: Racing just fell apart. All so,
3: oh right, OK, well, that works. Shall we mark that one next time? No, nope, not interested. <laughs> what about the third time? No, nope, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't care much for that either. So they only have themselves to blame Racing. They just weren't good enough. And I actually thought when they did have the ball in fits and starts in the first 10 minutes, they looked really dangerous. Um, Francis Siali, Who I never thought I'd mention in You know A top level rugby game Ever again But Francis Siali <laughs> Looked like he was making Is
1: that the guy years. That was at Munster or Saili, Sa'ili yeah, yeah And Harlequins And Quinns And Quins, yeah. yeah And
3: then he sort of Faded and started Dropping the ball and, <coughs> ball, ball, ball and whatnot But for the first 10 minutes I thought You know Leinster might not have This all their own way And then Racing just gave up
1: Can't I just say How good it was To see Christian Wade play I know he has been Playing in France But mm. well, I haven't really Seen him But it's great to see him He looks big
2: Yeah He's a unit he, Well he he basically had Three years of strength And conditioning work That that was about all he did For so three did, years He didn't
3: have much game time Did he? <laughs> not really yeah. yeah I'd be pretty stacked If I just went strength And conditioning with An NFL team <laughs> yeah. Week in week out well, he, seems,
1: he seems to have kept His wheels as well yes. Yeah he looks yeah. good
3: He looks good. good 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 with the ball Yeah and I was thinking about this When I was watching him play I wonder how much Adjustment And um, played by Christian Wade standards Or how he performs There's not that much But in rugby The idea is to run Forward right? And yes, of course, NFL players want to run forward, but they also want to sort of run behind blockers. It's a different sort of skill set. I wonder how much of a transition it's been to go from one to the other and then back.
2: Mm. It
3: it does feel like a very different thing. Mm.
2: It it will definitely be different. Um, I I mean, he's got 15... Prior to going to NFL, he's got, from being a kid, 15 years of experience playing rugby, so it shouldn't be too bad. Who
1: was the person who had the gig at the Thunderdome that meant they had to play in La Havre? Don't know. Was it Ed Sheeran again, like Monster. Might be, but oh, was there
2: someone meant to play
1: in it? Uh, well, there, well was, there was there was a concert in the Thunderdome. That's why they couldn't play there. So they played
2: in Stade Océan in La Havre. Did they? Which is two hours outside of Paris. I actually didn't it's on, even It's notice. on the north Normandy coast. Yeah, I had no idea that that happened. Yeah, yeah. I really. Well, did you not notice it wasn't in La Défense Arena? I don't know what <laughs> I was thinking. I assumed it was at Leinster. Yeah, man. it did. It looked more like they were in the RDS. They did. It, yeah,
3: I didn't notice that.
2: Yeah. So I don't know I don't know why. Now, that that's an interesting one, because perhaps some uh fans, maybe, players, maybe, coaches, maybe, might blame the disruption. Now, I... If they were to do, I'd, I would say two things to that. One, it's dis- disruption of their own doing. <laughs> They've had known long enough that they could prepare for this, and I think they're playing other games there as well. This is not the only game. I saw ah. an advert for Wrestling versus Talon. I don't know if that's already happened or is happening in f- future to play at the same arena, but um, but also, if the dis- if if disruption did play a factor, did have a factor. Disruption is not a 32-point deficit. No, it's, it's It is. This was one-way traffic.
1: Which, by the way, because it, it wasn't in the programme, but I spoke to uh, Dan McFarland after the game, and, and Alex Anderson very graciously, uh, we'll talk about mm. this game in a bit, Alex Anderson very graciously said, you know, Ulster have had a had a really difficult time. They didn't fly till this morning, and it's an early kick-off. They had to go to Birmingham then get a bus. That uh, and, and, and so I said, Dan, I know you won't use it as an excuse, <laughs> but Alex Anderson's just suggested it. It must have affected you. And he went, yeah, it's not. It might have affected us But not 39 it's Not no, 39 nil. <laughs> that was exactly the point I was going to make yeah. Because the, there is disruption
2: In the Ulster and you'll know more Of the details Tim um, But we saw it yesterday Read it about it yesterday And this morning The Ulster were s- Severely disrupted But that wasn't the difference Between the two teams no. Not even close
3: yeah, The problem with Leinster is um, I guess they're a little bit Like in- England ladies Which is they're so used to winning And they will come up Against a team like In fact I wouldn't <coughs> be surprised I wouldn't be surprised If they return fixture is one of these games where they come up against a team who just punches them in the face because they're so so, so used to winning they won this in like second gear uh, they they i don't think they really broke a sweat
2: so i i we, we had this kind of last week um and this is a hell of a test and that that leinster team i mean 60 percent of that leinster team in the last few weeks have had um very close fought wins against south africa yeah, yeah. and australia and I can't remember who else uh, Ireland played But unbeaten but Plus then Even though the game Two weeks ago against Ulster Ulster were winning by 20 points And they came back with a man Off the pitch With Keane Healy Off the pitch for the whole match
3: So one of the reasons Now this is not going to make me any friends In the Dublin area But I mean this to me Seems like a game that they Could win And will win Because it's two good teams And they get to show off how good they are But there's no real pressure they get an out. If this was a semi-final <clears throat> or a final, I fully expect them to lose.
2: Interesting. Now I. The uh, following this game, they were probably already right up there, but they've they jump in my mind to favourites for the tournament. They're favourites every year, pretty much on. They? <laughs> well, they're, they're always right up there. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah, they're, like, they're,
3: they'll see La Rochelle, or they'll see Toulouse... Late on in the tournament, and they'll get punched in the face, and that'll be the end of it. The end of it. The same story every single year.
2: Apart from the four or
3: five times that they've won it. How long ago was that, though? What were you talking about? Four <laughs> years? Three, four years? Five years.
2: Uh, uh, just, uh, um, just, one... ju- just on that, yeah, on. I do, on the Leinster thing. So Leinster, uh, they are kind of 60%, maybe more, of the island team. But Leinster have this one significant advantage over the island team. And if there is ever a position where they're light, they don't have to bring... They can bring youngsters through, or they can go out and sign Michael Alatoa Ala or Charlie Nartai. And two mm. of the guys that were missing... So well, they are missing three probably first-choice players in yep. Ty Furlong, Alatoa, Ala H- Ruby Henshaw, Charlie, Charlie Nartai, Nartai, and Johnny Sexton, which they've got their own, yep. uh, Rossburn developed... So I, I think they're. Uh, <laughs> Leinster will be all right. Yeah. Uh, Leinster will be. Uh, alright By okay.
1: the way, the, the reason that Lada Serena wasn't available is because oh, yes. a French rapper called or- I- Oral San. Oh really, Oral San? Oral San. Uh, who let's Let have listen work. to a bit of Oral San's work. Let me jump on that no.
3: Good. I'd go watch that.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm not sure I'd kick <laughs> Russian 92 out, but... I'd, I'd, uh, I'll do a... Uh,
1: I don't know what was said on that on that um, song there in French, so I'll just do a general... No, n- that's nick, a great- nick Mullins, apologies for the language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I hope it wasn't highly homophobic or <laughs> some such thing. Um, yeah, so I'm I guessing... I'm guess i guessing Racing ninety two can't wait for Steel Lancaster to, to land
2: after that. Uh, well,
1: well, it's it's quite a good um, the cameras the cameras did show go to him a lot. It was great. I mean, yeah. that was a nice little story uh, story part there that made it interesting.
3: Yeah. So I'm mean, thinking about Leicester last time they won it must have been five years ago because let's go back. Toulouse, La Rochelle, Exeter, Exeter. Saracens.
2: Saracens yeah, so 2019 So 2018 Lentz- And
3: then was it Leicester that year Or was it, Sar- was it Double Saracens
2: Saracen. It went Saracens had three But they did three Across four years And it went Two I think they did 16-17 Lentz- did 18 yeah. Then Saracens did 19 So it was, so it was Four years ago or Five competitions ago Yeah, yeah. Five it, was, years. It, was when, it was when Johnny Sexton won World Player of the Year
1: Wasn't it That's right yeah 2018 And then he lost his voice he did, so he did. says. Yeah. And didn't. I've never <clears> forgiven him <throat> for and didn't come on the podcast. Rob Carney was great, though. Yeah. He was, actually. Uh, apologies
2: for my voice as well. I'm a, a bit...
1: Oh, you've turned Pro up, though, jo- jo- Johnny Sexton. Cried <laughs> off.
2: Yeah. If if only I had Rob Carney's number to come here. Instead well, I mean, of me. if
3: only Johnny Sexton had your leadership ability. Exactly.
1: That was around the same time as I can't remember what came first because we didn't mention it with Rob Carney, but that was around the same time when there was that Rob Carney video. Look-a- lookalike video, lookalike, sure <laughs> that looked like he was uh, having fun on a balcony. <laughs> if you remember that, I do. I remember it well. Um,
2: <laughs> did you watch? London Irish Montpellier. Did anyone actually watch this? Uh, seen the so I was I was on a train down to London at okay. the time, with very very limited signal. Did you watch it, Tim?
1: Uh, I watched what I could. Uh, it was actually a really good game. Yeah. Really
3: good game. Now, which player was born in Birmingham?
2: Of, Lo- of London Irish. Yeah. Uh. uh. uh Paddy
3: Jackson. Correct. Paddy Jackson was born in Birmingham, raised there until he was eight. So
1: he'll be England qualified. Correct. <laughs> yes. Because John Cooney, the, the John Cooney Scotland things, possibly he'll that he'll come eligible in the during the Six Nations 2023. He'll become eligible for Scotland because mm. his dad is Scottish. Amazing. Paddy Jackson was born in Birmingham, so he is English qualified by birth. Uh-huh. And when did he last play for Ireland? Oh, a long, a long time, time ago.
2: ago. For at least four I mean, he's or five but years. It's
3: only, only second season in. It doesn't the, matter, because he, he qualifies not. on... But it's, it's not, not residency. residency. It's, oh, it's, birth. Birth. it's, heritage.
1: it's, no, it's not residency. Oh, there's You cannot qualify for a supplementary nation on residency. You can only qualify by birthright. And not playing for the... For three years. Three years. So he's, he's, he's in. He's already, so he's England qualified. And how has no one mentioned this?
2: That's remarkable. I, I didn't, I I didn't know he was born in... Birmingham, in, yeah. Uh, I, so, hang
1: on. You sure it wasn't Birmingham, Alabama?
3: Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe.
1: What, what uh, AJ could do with being pushed a little bit for that yeah. USA jersey yeah well, he could have so, 15 I, from, for from what States. I can tell
3: I think he might actually qualify god imagine that love it
2: <laughs> could you, <laughs> love could, it. you I, I, could you imagine could you imagine the Twitter
3: meltdown I'm literally imagining it now and I'm loving it
2: do you, I mean, the, but the problem is there's there's, well, there's maybe two coaches on earth who might select Paddy Jackson for England. One of them has, is now not going fired. to be... Yeah, just been fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other one is currently director of rugby for South Africa. So <laughs> I think... I, think neither of those, I don't think it's going to happen any time soon.
3: Uh, who else would do it? i tell you who would do it. I, mean, I, I know he would do it because he tried to do it. Steve Diamond would, would definitely, definitely play. Do you know what?
1: After you asked... The, we were talking about Leicester last week, and I can't... I think... Steve Diamond to Leicester would be a great shout.
3: would win everything. Because their, their
1: whole coaching ticket is going to be gone. Although, can we just very, very briefly, because we, we had a whole podcast about England and Steve Borthwick and Eddie Jones and all the rest of it the other day. It's in your feed if you haven't listened to it. Mm-hmm. But... um I assumed that there would have been an announcement by this week, and there's still nothing. Oh and and, or, and, mm. and Steve Borthwick is left in the situation where he's been asked questions about it, and he's just said it's disrespectful to the competition to talk about mm. this. This is a Champions it disrespectful to the
3: competition. Yeah, he, he had a I good mean, um, good deflection today, didn't he? Yeah, this team has six hundred something caps. Yeah, they, they could win. They could win the World Cup. I thought they can't, Steve. <laughs> they really can't. Mm.
2: Um, Wikipedia has. Paddy Jackson's birthplace as Lisbon, North N- Northern Northern Ireland. Oh, really?
1: Well, where did you get the Birmingham thing from? Someone tweeted
2: me.
3: Maybe it's a setup
2: <laughs> 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 to get you yeah. campaigning for Jack- Paddy Jackson for England. Let me see. I'm sure. Oh, wait, it could be his dad. His dad might be if his dad's born in Birmingham, or even his granddad's born Hang on, in Birmingham. Here
3: we go. Paddy Jackson born and lived in Birmingham until aged eight. So I think he's uh, EQP. Okay. I don't think that's accurate. I wonder, am I being played? I don't think that's accurate. Yeah. Hang on. How, 28 followers from... The, <laughs> maybe I am. Who knows? You've been trolled. Who knows? been trolled.
2: Yeah. But if his... Well, one of his parents or, or one of his grandparents were born in England, that is Doesn't
3: possible. Mean massive if he's born here or not, then. Mm. Does, does no, it
2: no it's, it's parents and grandparents.
1: One th- rule. One, just on the London Irish Montpellier one, one thing we did mention last week is that these games are of monumental significance to Zach Mercer because mm. he will not have a chance to play for England prior, uh, well before the end of the season and this is the highest level of rugby you can play outside of that and so all he can do, he's got four possibly five or six or seven games depending on how far they go and well, he did very well in game one of four mm. uh, in, on English soil yeah. On, on English, so
2: admittedly, the, so I'd, I've seen the highlights, but I didn't follow the game. Uh, sorry, I wasn't watching it live, but I was following it from the train. Um, it w- The Augustine Creevy red card seemed to be the catalyst for the Montpellier comeback.
3: Yeah, 100% was. This was such a London Irish game. <laughs> like, Montpellier did not look like they were bothering L- London Irish at all. Uh, London Irish were basically running riot when they needed He's to score. Scored they some could great score. tries, yeah. yeah. Classic London Irish. Like they are, they are probably the best attacking team in the Premiership. I, th- I think. I mean, I think they're really they're what Sale used to be. Remember when I used to say Sale were the best, best team, team in, in ball in hand? It's now London Irish.
2: <coughs> they um, they might actually be the best team with ball in
3: hand. Yeah, and. they are superb, but they crumble. Uh, mm-hmm. Now usually they do their crumbling early and their balling hand stuff late. <laughs> yeah, but this, this time, was the reverse. Yeah, they, they, you know, Hassel Collins looks looks awesome. Like, yeah, he does He's
2: such awesome, a strong, balanced runner. I
1: was watching him, and because I used to play rugby with Oli. Ha- oh, this is this makes me feel so <laughs> flipping old, Mister Hassel. Collins. I used to play with. Ollie Hassel Collins' dad. Now, is he Mr. Collins or Mr. Hassel? Mr. Collins. Ah. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking, because when I was coming through New- Newbury Colts and in, just into the first team, uh, Neil Collins was the tighthead prop for Newbury. Mm. Tighthead prop? Tighthead prop, wow. yeah. But uh, I, was, I, and I was just thinking about that the other day watching, when I was watching Ollie Hassel Collins, and I went, oh, God, Neil Collins. Anyway, I found a picture of Neil Collins playing for Newbury oh, a- awesome. a- against um, Leicester Tigers. And as you'll see, and bearing in mind this is like late, should be late nineties, he's in incredible shape. That's uh, that's Ollie Hussle Collins' his dad. night nice. yeah. God, he is
2: a big boy, isn't he? Good, good, he's strong, in good shape. So,
1: yeah. uh, and if uh, if this gets passed on to Nelly, and he's listening,
2: hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a big, strong boy. I, I wasn't Luke Fitzgerald's either father or grandfather a head prop? obviously Irish uh, utility back and winger. Yeah, that's a good
1: shout, because pro- sure. prop to winger is the biggest disparity you can get on the <coughs> rugby field. So is there any other prop winger either? Because yeah. I know there's a hooker winger in the Van der Mervers, but prop and winger. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Wallaces.
3: There's three Wallace
1: boys, right? So David, so David David was open side flanker. flanker Paul, a Paul a was loosehead prop.
3: And there's a winger. Is it a winger? 100% there's a winger.
1: Oh. David, Paul, and... Keep wanting to say Luke, David, but Paul, it's not. and
3: <laughs> yeah, not Luke Wallace. <laughs> Let's find out. But yeah, definitely a winger.
1: Hmm. Richard, no. Yeah, I think you might be right. R- r- right, there I was th- definitely three. three for number, I, I, I seem. I just have a number fourteen. Oh, one of those old school Munster jerseys in my head. Richard Wallace. Mm, maybe, maybe.
3: Hang uh, on. Hang on, here we Is go. Is it like a
1: Nathan Earl or where you go, oh, no, they're not actually related? <laughs> <laughs> um, when people used to see their names written down.
3: <laughs> Early life, here we go, here we go. So there'll be people shouting at the, th- at, the um, at their phones now. Richard Wallace, brother. W- was a winger. Was a winger, yeah. Mm. There we go. Winger. There you go. Gained There's...
2: 29 caps with Ireland. So but, we have some repute. Yeah, absolutely. There's also uh, famous... Bedford I think he played for Northampton A, t- a tiny bit um, Second row Paul Tupai Whose son is Number eight in Scrum
1: Arf Yeah his Son's a Scrum half, And he was a number He of, was a mass, lock, lock like, Enormous
2: slash, lock Lock slash Number eight Yes correct Absolutely enormous uh, And yeah Son's a Scrum off.
3: Hmm I'll be some few more Right so, um, Yeah so London Irish uh, Interesting So uh, Creevy went off There were some idiots Quite a few idiots On The Twitter sphere Who think you know, who are in the rugby space, you somehow think this is a myth, you know,
1: wasn't a red card. This was 100% a red card. Matthew Raynal probably didn't think it was a red card <laughs> based on how he officiated we, we, uh, Sale the Ulster.
3: Yeah, it was just a red card. It was just a pure red card. There's no, I can't think of a single mitigating circumstance for this. It's red so, card.
2: So on that one, because we'll, we will talk through the Oxniche and the Andrew Warwick incidents in a bit. Yeah. But on both of those incidents there was a clear rap by yeah. the tackler on the creepy one there is no rap, he's perfectly upright he's, there's no dip and there is shoulder to head with force yeah no, therefore i guess tick 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 the only one you might say is maybe he's you know, pushed into Creavy or there's a know, fall in there is there's is something. Some you know,
3: it's one of those things like it is a red card because I'm following the structures of the law. Yeah, it is not a red card in my mind. I don't want no, it
2: to be a red card. Yeah, on the Crewe uh, one, I could probably drop. To, I could probably just about drop to a yellow on the base of a combined dip and
1: there's a question of
2: mark. Yeah, question mark on the force because Crewe is he's not. He's not accelerating into it. He's yeah. more just holding his ground. But
1: a passive tackle. Pass- a game, yeah, like.
2: Well, yeah, it's more, I'd almost say, a neutral tackle. Yeah. Because if you watch the one, he's acc- Ox Niche one, Ox is accelerated into it. If you watch watch the Andrew Warwick, he's actually falling backwards when the contact is made. So i say that's a passive, but whereas um, Creavy is more of a neutral. Well,
1: well just, just we might as well just wrap up this as a, as yeah, a little yeah. red card bit. The... the I'm kind of with you where I can kind of go, I <clears throat> I would be quite happy if it wasn't the case that the letter of the law, quote-unquote, had lost mm-hmm. Aust- Augustine Creevey as a red card. I'd be quite happy if that were the case. Mm-hmm. But I understand why people are saying it's clear red card. Um, the Andrew Warwick, I'm kind of the same. I actually quite liked it when, the head-on-head, the referee had the leeway to say, do you know what, sometimes people... Sometimes people's heads clash Because very Obviously you know it when you see it But it's almost It almost never happens Where someone would Would recklessly go in head on head Yeah And, and in the case yeah. of Andrew Warwick The, the, the collision with Manitoulanghi's face was oh. Awful oh, It was truly awful yeah. and, that, that's... And, and you want to avoid it But Andrew Warwick is never He didn't He didn't recklessly Go head yeah. to head With Manitoulanghi It's one of those
3: things like If I'm writing the laws today It looks very different and I'm going to admit my vision of the game would have a lot of inconsistencies, which is not great. <laughs> but it just would. I leave it up to the refs. But as and, I
1: said, I, I, yeah. you give the referee leeway.
3: Yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, you know, it, it would be one of those. I don't even think I'd have. I don't know actually. Do you, do you know why I I'd sort of I'm going back and forth on this? Because I watched a full game of football for the first time in a long time. Not the England game, the Argentina, um, Argentina Holland game. Yeah, and the standard of the officiating was remarkable as in it was just so alien to me nobody got sent off Uh, you can't run off the bench. i mean imagine if all the players just started running off benches Mm. joining fracas. there'd be red cards i mean everywhere it'd be like a like a croupier dealing cards they'd just be (laughs) strewn everywhere red 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 red. but uh, yeah so uh, yeah and there's a load of other instances in in that game and i was like this is weird that the referee has got to adjudicate on an incident off the ball which he hasn't seen and then have a guess as to what he should do. So, um, you know, there is a lot to be said, by by the way, that refs do ref in, in rugby. That would said, you, if just I was to redo it. it, it'd have a lot a lot more inconsistencies. And things which happen in real time which a ref miss. Well, he, he misses them. Just uh, move on.
1: Well, on that, so just and dovetailing between the Football World Cup and the Rugby World Cup, Luke Pearce uh, responded to... Gary Neville just said during the England game last night, um, I can't remember what he... Got yeah, about the ref is shocking. So the you know, ref something. is shite, or whatever it was. I have yeah. to say yeah. Luke Luke Pierce,
3: that. I mean, I respect Luke Pierce as a ref. I've just said what I think about rugby reffing compared, compared to football reffing Luke Pierce needs to shut yeah. up. Um, it's not his sport. Yeah, so it's so Luke different... Pierce's
1: point was like this yeah. is why it's so difficult to be a referee shut because up. people because people yeah. have an opinion it, look, on Twitter. Exactly. Look, it's just I think it's it, a different it, culture. If if, if, you, if you if that affects you. Delete Twitter is the answer The responsibility is yeah. with you yeah, Exactly and, you know, it, it doesn't incite a pile-on on referees Referees have, have been allowed to,
3: abused Ga- Left, right and centre in football From day one It doesn't make it right no. But it also proves to me It's not really the be-all or end-all That Gary Neville says that they're good or bad it just doesn't matter
1: Football. Well, Gary Neville's paid to give an opinion yeah, And right. he's entitled to give an opinion And you, you shouldn't have to censor an opinion For fear of repercussions You're allowed to offer an opinion yeah, I, could
3: d- be, I, 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 I could say it shouldn't be JB. I
1: could say JB, you're a dickhead, and I'm allowed to say oh, I don't believe yeah, that. But, by well, way.
3: you would not be the first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I just you know, I think it's just uh, it's one of it's, it's one of those awful things that we do in rugby. Like rugby values, I'm really not into that. Really not into it. I know it exists, but if you talk
2: about it, it doesn't exist. It's one of those weird things. Just going back to the um, the the Ox and Andrew Warwick. Um, oh, incidents. Nche. Un- yeah. yeah, I say yeah. Niche um, Okay, is is the right way of saying it? So, I don't know if you've you've seen these or studied these I, in detail. I've seen it. But but I don't these, actually remember it. So you have to. So these are two um, two loose head props, big boys, but both quite short boys, so low center of gravity. Mm-hmm. But two quite there's similarities in the incidents and differences. So both of them clearly make an attempt to wrap. Both of them, there is some bending at the waist from the, the tacklers, but not an enormous amount of bending at the waist. Both of them make head contact, but there is Oxnice is accelerating into uh, it's Jack Walker, so is a dominant tackle, whereas Andrew Warwick is he's falling away uh, for obvious reason, because Manu Tuolagi is accelerating into him.
1: He's, he's but, like, oh God, it's too late to say your man. Yeah, both of them,
2: it, there is head-on-head contact. Now, it's it's a strange one. I'm actually, I'm kind of okay with both outcomes, and that, that does show inconsistency. Yeah. Although, the, probably the reason why I'm okay with it is, um, it's the acceleration from Nishayi, um, but it's. I actually think there is a degree of responsibility on Manu in that situation, and I, this is really hard thing to frame. And we've talked talk, mm. spoken about this in the past around the the duty of care of the ball carrier, not for the opposition, but for himself. And Andrew Warwick is basically stationary for the whole of Manu's run up. Yeah, Manu runs thirty yards to target. Andrew Warwick, and at the end of that 30 yards, he dips Manu puts his head in a position where Andrew Warwick's static head that has been in the same position for the whole of Manu's run-up collides with Manu's head. Now, Manu comes off much, much worse, because it's Manu's jaw that ricochets off um, Andrew Warwick's forehead, basically, and he's got a big old forehead big swede on him, and a strong neck and a lot of mass. And so, I'd be astonished if, if Manu hasn't broken his jaw and lost a load
1: of teeth. I, he hasn't done either of those things, has he? Not. He was in the tunnel. Blood. He was in the tunnel laughing uh, I, uh, for the rest of the game I, and un- cheering the sales scores. Rem- I mean, his face is cut up. Yeah, it's just a cut. He's going to have some ulcers and stuff, but well, that's it. Stitches. God, no, no, no stitches. No stitches. What? Oh, we might have. Oh, we might have had his lip stitched or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't know about that. But there was there was nothing more than superficial wounds. Good on but his but lips.
2: So that's that's great to hear yeah. from Manu. But they, I I can't quite. I don't know how this would get brought into it. But I I can't help but feeling that incident, the head on head for that um, Manu incident, was more down to Manu's position than Andrew. Wark's. Okay. So I have the answer for
3: you here because we've discussed it b- before. And I think we discussed it back in the day when uh, it was Carl. No, 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 not Carl. Um, Kieran Brooks got red card. And what happened? He was on one side of the ruck. The play went to the opposite side of the ruck that he was on, and then switched back quickly. He's caught sort of off guard. He can't change his level enough because he's such a big guy. So that's always like for me the precedence of what happened. And you know, right then he couldn't he couldn't dip quick enough. Uh, high shots. Red card, and so that was the standard. And I remember us talking about this, and the because I was against it, of course. Uh, and the outcome w- was that eventually coaches would pick players who can lower their body heights quick- quickly, and this would be sort of like a sort of a free market kind of solution where we then stop picking different players. Well, Sh- it, short it,
1: players uh, with giant heads. Yeah,
3: exactly <laughs> right. Or, or you know, just more athletic guys that can dip. Oh yeah, di- yeah. like dip quicker. Um, which obviously has
2: not happened. You know, so no, because there's, there's there's relatively few of those incidents, isn't there? Yeah, to it's change, not worth it. To change behaviours. But there, there was actually one last week um, in the Leinster-Ulster game where Gary Ringrose, accelerating for an outside break, um, the two centres, James Hume was one of them in the centres, is accelerating on the outside to try and kind of keep up with him. And then Ringrose steps back in last minute in a fraction of a second yeah. and there is head-to-head... Um, Actually, Hume comes off worse, but Hume gets a yellow card. This is this is where he's fired and scores under the sticks. Actually,
1: this is where to go back to the point you made. This is you're exactly where I am, which is frameworks and rigid rules. Whilst I understand why they're brought Mm. in to try and bring in consistency, only create situations where people. Are off the field for things that they cannot avoid, and a referee I trust in the ability <coughs> of rugby referees to be able to differentiate between when someone has caused a dangerous, <coughs> um, uh, unnecessary situation and when it, accidents happen. Uh, yeah,
3: I mean we just got to look at the amount of checking and TMO reviews. Just to say it is very very hard, uh, and a lot of referees don't know in, re- in real time. If got, I wouldn't want to get rid of the TMO. But now it's here. As I gave the example mm. with the Dutch. Um, O- Argentine game um, But yeah It's very very just very very hard to do Yeah That's the thing Now I think we've also got to a stage Where we've accepted the risk So teams play so much With 14 Both in training And actually in real yeah. life Yeah that, okay, Do you know what I think we can Afford the athletic ability of I don't know Weenie Antonio Or Who's the guy who plays with hunger. Falmoina yeah They just can't dip they just, they just will not get low enough Quick enough <clears throat> So they, they are,
2: and we accept the risk and that's it With all that said, I think if you follow the rules Follow the, the, the laws and the Head contact framework I think probably you'd get to Ox being a red yeah. and Andrew Warwick probably being a yellow because it's a passive tackle and he's falling back, if you follow the, the rules, yeah. but then you've got to go through that whole that yeah. explanation of, well, Andrew Warwick was static and stationary, and it's more on the Manu side of the equation that that yeah. head contact occurred, so I I would also be happy with yeah. there being that give in the laws.
1: I think because Warwick was stood right up in, in, in the letter of laws and, uh, well, yeah, passive, you could say. Anyway, uh, to, to arrive at, it, I, I almost came that to the point like where, where red it's, it's either a red card or play on, Yeah, and, <clears throat> and, I, and I, I was very surprised. In the Premiership, that would be a red all day long. That to me is right.
2: Ten times out of ten, that would be a red in the Prem. Well, it just just the, because he was falling away, it's not, it's not a dominant tackle, although there is massive force. Therefore there is a high degree of danger So again you'd almost You almost need an extra layer of nuance On the, on the uh, so I, process
3: So I actually saw the tackle Thought it was a red card Made a cup of tea It was only after the game I realised there hadn't been a red card given Yeah yeah so, I mean it,
2: Ulster did not need a red card And Sale no. didn't need Ulster to have a red yeah. card No we so. might as well just very briefly touch on that
1: game is Yeah That, uh, that. No, yeah, no, 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 that was a t- the, the Beardmore no, no, no. Largan Bowl no, uh, no, no there was a, I mean Beardmore you must well, be proud of your boys my boys did very, very well. Very well.
3: Uh, do you know? I thought they were wasteful. If I was going to criticise them, I thought first off they should have been well, fourteen. Funny 0. you
1: say that again because it didn't make the, the didn't make the programme because we went straight to Munster to lose. But Alex Anderson said the same thing. He, he went, you know, uh, he, he basically went, yeah, that was a complete performance, um, you know, there's areas we can improve. And I'm sorry, sorry, what? <laughs> Just tell me where you think you can improve on 39 nil against Ulster. Said, well, you know, we. We wasted a few chances They
3: did sitting in the first half I thought they should have been 40-0 up by half time Let alone uh, 80 minutes So That'd be a small niggle From Ulster's point of view I wonder if this is just A bad matchup, And I wonder if their Strategy was wrong Because they're obviously Not a bad team You know, need to say That they are um, And Sale can smother people But the idea that you Box kick to Sale well, they only,
1: they only box kick because they could not make any dent yeah. in that defense. The, the they run out of options. Because uh, yeah, t- Ulster, were- Ulster do box kick quite. They do kick to compete quite a lot, and they have wingers that are very good at kick chase. But they don't do that. They don't, do that. they don't do that as a default. They do that when they have a go, and then kick when when they mm. can't breathe. Yeah.
3: So actually, you know, if I was going to choose a strategy to play at Sale, I would go for the contested.
1: Yeah, they, but kick to compete, long. not kick yeah, long yeah, as yeah. they did. Yeah. So, Doke, oh, right, yeah. so, so
3: Doak was smacking it long. And then the big boys said, like, well we'll, well, we'll just keep this. And they had no answer to go. Joe oh, well,
1: Carpenter's good, isn't he? Back off set- yeah. Mm. He is pretty, pretty He's good. He's really good.
3: The, I mean, judging by today, they're all world class, so...
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's, who's a bigger waste of money? George Ford or um, no, Andre, Andre Pollard? Rob, Rob Dupree
1: <laughs> needs a backup 10. <laughs> yeah, he does need uh, a backup true. 10. Hey, hey,
3: Rob
2: Dupree goes down,
3: you're going to need someone at least as good as, good, good as Rob Dupree.
2: <laughs> well, 80% as good as Rob Dupree, yeah.
3: maybe. Uh, I mean, the way that Rob Dupree threw the ball into the Ulster player, who threw it back into his hands. Yeah, I mean... That the, was the one-two. Uh,
1: it's classic. Incredible. It's great when training ground moves come off. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> wonderful
3: to see. So, <laughs> Rob Dupree with another world-class performance. I can't believe we had... We've got such a good fly half, and we didn't even realise... It, is it more of a crime that we didn't realise how good Rob Dupree is or that Gloucester didn't realise that they had a world-class fly half on the wing?
2: Yeah. going so We're going to make...
1: AJ McGinty was crying the other week because of USA losing. He's going to be crying if he listens to this now because we loved AJ and now... We still hey, love it AJ? Rob the pre Rob the
3: pre Yeah so I, I, I would say that Ulster need to really rethink about what they do when they come up against uh, well, Sale next the,
1: well, no, 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 no they need to rethink what they do when they face an even better version of the Sale blueprint in La Rochelle next week another, a, a another team, juggernaut uh, pack
2: A team that bullied that Sale pack last season Yeah as well. I mean, they, You know, are
3: this point, the way that the way that Ulster didn't even
2: try and move Sale about uh, well, so yes, I was disappointed in every aspect of the performance. It was so they tried going up front and were getting no change. So they the tried way. the box kicks, got no change. They tried going wide occasionally, but they they never almost never
1: got enough of a platform to do it. The
2: best times there was I mean, so little and, shown by and, and
1: how little ball Mike Lowry got to run to run back mm. showed to me that Sale, like tactically, got it absolutely you know, on the money. I
3: hate saying this because he's a. <clears throat> actual rugby god, but Dwayne van looked his age. He looked so ponderous uh, and yeah, just ineffective, and he seems to get. It's hard to say this, but he almost looked like he was getting manhandled. And on and the flip he side, he's going
1: backwards
2: all the time. And he's there to go forwards. Yeah. I know. He, I he know is. it's That's club
1: job. I know it's club rugby, so it is a step down, but it's the top level of club rugby. But again, Tom Curry in a in that team looked the player that we all know, mm. that he didn't look crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a,
3: a weird player, Tom Curry, because he's always been thought of as this Jackling 7. He's actually so much more than that. Like, his ball-carrying mm. now. Like, I don't know who he resembles, because he doesn't carry, like, a, a Ludlow slash Surveyor. He's more
1: of a... I, I don't know. He, Ludlum, me meant, didn't you?
3: What did I say? Ludlow? Ludlow. Ludlow. Yeah, Ludlum. The one, the, the one that's good. The one that's really good at carrying out, out wide. He doesn't do that. He does... i
2: not... I guess like a miniature miniature Dupree now. I, I, I think he's got Jacqueline. I think there's parallels to uh, Gregory Aldrete. Yes, that's Tom a Curry really good with, shout. That With Tom Curry. I think Aldrete is slightly better. Yeah, um, but there's there's an element of Aldrete. You need to have uh, Olivon, and you need to have the Jolange. Jolange, yeah. You need to have like a big pair of um, flankers because Aldrete is. He's a bit squatter. He's not a six-footer. He's not like a and mm. type boy.
1: But France chuck him up in the line quite a lot, mm. would we?
2: Yeah, d- yeah but mm. Tom, Tom Curry's in the line yeah. as well, isn't he? I yeah. guess when you've got many options, yeah. you can do it. But yeah, that, that's probably who, the, the closest player, I'd
1: think.
3: Uh, yeah. I would think. I'll be fascinated because Dan McFarlane's obviously got a like, massive reputation as a good coach.
1: I'll I really like him. I want to know what, what he's going to do different
3: him. in the next game. Because he's going to have to look at that what, what? Six days
1: to well, go. Yeah, yeah we've... we've uh, I think... It's game no, over, there, isn't
2: it, there, It's Europe's over this season. Why? You've only really lost one game. Well, we're going... You've we've got, got La, Rochelle La Rochelle home and away. Home and away, <laughs> and then <laughs> Sale beat... at home.
3: OK, if you've beaten Sale, right, would you say, Let, let's write off La Rochelle? You've got to beat them
2: either way. You, you've you...
1: got to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, oh, no, they'll go, the fact, if it was La Rochelle away follow, this weekend, you, we'd, be saying, I'd, we'd be saying it's over. They'll, they will give a massive... They will do. They'll have a massive crack but, at so, La Rochelle
2: they will do and the players will believe it's just i don't, i just can't see it hmm. i can't see the I, um ulster have had some fantastic results over the years see, against french teams they want to lose away they me... cl- cl- beat clermont in the when and a much better iteration of that clermont team a few years ago they they've been they've had some amazing amazing um european results i just put my finger on what but, really is annoying me now um L-
3: ulster play la rochelle like, Ooh, that's a tasty matchup when how sale will do against la rochelle well we'll no. find out in a few weeks time no, no we, won't. we won't
2: no we won't you ne- you never will
0: there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify
1: it's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah,
2: Toulouse, though. Yeah. They oh. go to
1: Toulouse. Now that, yeah. So they're going to be in France, potentially, on the... They have delayed their return flight, so it it will go it will give them time to watch the world the football world cup final in france which oh, wow. france could be involved in which is really cool that's excellent so they so they'll their games in the afternoon then they they're, they're going to stick around for the world cup final then get their charter flight back
2: perfect what what a day out seeing yeah. as you've mentioned the football where did you watch the game tim
1: uh i listened to the first half on the radio whilst... Coming back from Gloucester. Coming back from Gloucester. Yeah. And then I caught a bit of the second half, and then I've been sent on WhatsApp that Harry Kane, Johnny Wilkinson, Johnny Wilkinson. video about 30 times. Yeah, <laughs> it's very I, good. I've had that so many times. Very, very good. So oh. th- was that David Beckham originally, or who? Well, there, there was... Because it's CGI'd Harry Kane's face on it, hasn't it? Has that's it? it? I don't know. I the real
2: clip. So I, I thought that was Kane. That
1: was actually Kane. Yeah, Oh, even better. I think there was
2: an older one with Wilkinson and Beckham. Oh yeah, years when they do free years ago. Yeah. You did
3: one with Zidane and Dan Carter kicking off a barge. Nice. Yeah. That was very cool.
2: Yeah. So no, I think I, that was. I think that was actually. That was actually Harry, Harry Kane. Kane. Awesome.
3: So I've got a feeling you might have watched it somewhere else, Phil. Where, where, where did
2: you watch it? I was in the the Great Hall of the J W Marriott grosner House on Park Lane in London. Oh, you. I thought you
3: went for
1: a meal, you didn't How much is a a beer in that place? Uh, I didn't buy one, so I don't know
2: (laughs) Was it your works party? It was works too Oh lovely But I did, before that, I went to the 39th floor of Heron Tower, Salesforce Tower, in the the city uh, Are you working for BT now? (laughs) Not BT money, (laughs) unfortunately, uh, to go to Sushi Samba, which was an unreal experience Absolutely ludicrous experience. Um, amazing food and drink, and it was ice cold. But blue skies in London. Ooh, and nice. The view. We had probably the best seat in the, in the the house. View facing out over and the and uh, your, uh, wow. north North London. And
3: the highlight of your sushi experience?
2: Well, so sushi samba. So it's um, oh, so Japanese, Brazilian, and Peruvian. What? What so is this had, madness? So we had. Uh, some amazing ceviche. Huh? We had some wagyu. That's uh, your that's
1: your favourite adult site uh, subcategory as well, isn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love so I love ceviche. I love wagyu. We had some good sushi. Wow. We had some uh, deep fried shrimp. Ooh. We had some tempura. We had some awesome steak. Uh, rib- we had two cuts of steak. We had a ribeye and a fillet, and the ribeye was much better than the fillet. Interestingly, oh, it was. It was very very good, and had a a wasabi margarita, which is wow. dynamite. Wow, was absolutely awesome. So yeah, I would, I would recommend that. So <laughs> you watched,
3: uh, so you watched the England game with a bunch of builders.
2: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. W- was it on? It was, so uh, we, um, yes, it was. Um, we got the first half an hour with the champagne reception. And then there was about a half an hour break or a 40 minute break where we sat down, had speeches, said grace, and then uh, got. So we missed, caught the first goal, missed the second goal, but caught the third goal and caught the penalty miss. Oh. Which was. There was. Um, so there's a lot of different nationalities at the uh, the do. There was a couple of Scotsmen who were cheering when Kerry Kane I missed the, the penalty. There's some
1: funny. There are. So, I've, I've got to say, I've quite enjoyed. I find it quite funny. There's a part of me that actually pities these nations that have to get their joy out <laughs> of England being rubbish. But the the videos of Irish pubs when they videoing it the hurricane so miss is yeah. yeah. like going so, bonkers.
3: So small-minded and parochial. I really hate it. I really. Hate it. It's <laughs> embarrassing when you come from Wales and, and but, the way they behave. So
1: there were three or four. There are now two nations which could win the football and rugby world cup. Argentina and France and, and Argentina.
2: France. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Because mm. it's Morocco and Croatia. Yeah.
1: France-Morocco, that's a pretty cool with the history of those nations, it was yeah. I was thaw sure thaw a colony the number of people that have both nationalities. Yeah, mm. that's fa- that's a really interesting one.
3: Um, I was going to ask more questions about your Christmas but no one wants to hear it on the podcast. <laughs> <No. So laughs> I tell you know.
1: what, I'll j- let's let do a little brief grassroots section. Let's do that, uh, Charlie. Uh, thank you very much for your email. Yes. Um, he was it, previously he'd messaged that he was looking forward to his beloved Old Habs playing against your our beloved Aylesbury. Oh, come on, Aylesbury! Uh, he said, uh, "My old team, Old Haberdashers, played Aylesbury this weekend despite the freeze, and it was a pleasure. Despite the narrow twenty-six to twenty-nine loss with a last-minute kick, but a great club, uh, great club, and a game played in a great spirit. Picking on, picking up on what you were, guys were talking about in terms of club offerings, I thought I'd introduce Old Habs to you. We're loosely an old boys team based in North London, but have maybe three who are actual old boys. We offer a non-training, non-coaches, player-led club." And we're all about Saturdays and giving boys who don't have time to train the chance to still play some decent rugby. This is, I I mean, like you say, there's some people like Tok H will get 50 turning up for your one training session a week. Other clubs will have two sessions. And these guys are like, just let's just play rugby. Um, Pre-COVID, we were were competing for promotion out of London 1 and putting out a threes. But we've had our player pool hit hard since as we struggle to put out twos now. Uh, I got. Did you see the like message on a WhatsApp groups at uh, Broughton Park part vets? They were like, "Please, lads, you need to get a team out. Otherwise, we're gonna mm. we're gonna dr- we're gonna lose the third team." Really? Mm. Yeah. I,
3: well, I'm not on any of the Broughton part WhatsApp yeah. groups, but I do follow the table, and it doesn't yeah. look good. He says, mm. uh, "We
1: oh yeah, they're bottom now. Uh, we, we tour every year and claim brackets unverified to be the highest placed side with our particular model. So if anyone's looking to play but can't commit to training, we have a club for you, and hope to see some new faces around our fireplace playing our drinking game of choice, which is taps." Mm. thanks for all the content of Weekly Pods pleasure to be a patron thank you very much Charlie what's thank Taps? You. what's the drinking no idea taps? Do, you,
2: do you know Taps? don't know of Taps might know by another name but yeah. you know, I don't know of Taps and so they're old haberdashers. old oh, like haberdasher so is that a play on the, like a haberdashery or a haberdasher with like buttons and toggle, like sewing I, I guess so now I
1: seem to remember that because um, weirdly I was at a, I was at a comprehensive school but the, the girls played lacrosse Mm. and they used to I remember the girls used to it was the girls used to play lacrosse against all these private schools and one of the ones they used to play against was a school called Old Haberdashers which was around that area right so I assume it might be connected to the the school school. but it's it's an appropriate name for the model
2: almost because it's like yeah right is like kind of bits and pieces and amalgamation of uh, an assortment of odds and sods kind of thing which which suits the team
1: Uh, TAPS Okay, standard supplies that you need for a game of taps are people, beer and a coin for each player. Okay, so so possibly a player taps his coin on the table once to begin play to the right. Oh, okay. The the person to the right then taps his coin once to maintain that direction. Twenty ones. Twice to reverse directions. When a person screws up, tapping out of turn or not tapping enough he drinks. So it's twenty ones but it's continuous.
3: Yeah. Got so it. So one,
2: one tap same,
1: two one taps reverse, reverse three, tap three skip. taps skip a person. So yeah. By the way, yeah, I like that.
3: Enormous shock this week in Counties One Tribute South North. <laughs> Huge shock. Go on. Marlow went down seventeen twelve to Wallingford.
1: Your boys, my boys. Wallingford.
3: This, Wallingford. <laughs> <laughs> I can only raging. assume
1: it was a shocking refereeing performance or some but something went on there. A bung S- been thrown to someone. That's the only explanation.
3: Yeah, yeah. Looks like um, Payne and Campbell for Wallingford had a great game.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear there are games going on, because I would imagine for a lot of parts of the UK, there, there was no matches. I
3: was furious about this. So the best game that I played last year by Country Mile was Fleetwood Away. And the story behind Fleetwood Away is, they phoned us in the morning and said, yeah, game is on, there's a bit of snow, but it's fine. That's up near Blackpool, isn't it? It is, yeah. And, uh, you yeah first time we went was my probably my one of my second favorite games because you just you couldn't pass the ball uh, the wind was so strong you just could not pass the ball and we went around november december time so the second time we went up they they said um it's on let let's do it and as we're driving the snow is getting worse and worse and worse and worse and literally as we are coming out of the changing room Oh, sorry, as we were getting to change rooms, the Fleetwood guys are like, well, we tried to call it th- to call it off because, you know, you can't see the um, pitch, but what well, do you here now? Let's go and do it. And their pitch was not only k- snow-covered, but it was the worst sort of snow-covered underneath there was water. of so snow on, on top of water sort of thing. Like just slightly frozen water. Uh, so we had to go to this uh, school pitch. So you've got to walk half a mile in your kit to the school pitch. In the cold. Yeah. And at this point, we were like, okay, Time for normal face. No, if you if you show any signs of coldness, <laughs> there are serious fines. So vests on to warm up. We're not going to do anything else. Just vests, warm up. <laughs> played. It was brutal. It was so cold. At the end, the best way to warm up was to take your top off immediately. That's the, that's the yeah, best way. Yeah, because because
2: to your top's soaking.
3: Oh, because the thermal transmission. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so. We can play in snow We are well aware of this And not only are we aware of this Coldy played <coughs> The championship games If Coldy can play Why can't we play Coldy beat Rotherham as well Yeah why d- I don't know What this obsession is In modern rugby With the conditions I get a frozen pitches. you can't play on a frozen pitch But you can play on a waterlogged pitch And you can play on a snow cover pitch No toys by it You can do it And we should do it You absolutely should do it The best thing about Fleetwood is It made memories We all talk about that game Forever mm. But now you know, Game's gone soft It has gone soft like people whinge about the game's gone soft. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know. Oh, you just like concussions. This isn't about concussions. It's snow. Grow <laughs> up. You're going to get a bit cold.
1: <laughs> well, R- Raffy Quirk's Broughton Park under-15s played. Yes. Good luck. Any, 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 any events? Any Anything major up? incidents? Uh, what well, the game? What <coughs> game getting abandoned five minutes into the second half? Was it five, minutes five minutes
3: in. into it. Wow. Yeah. So I think <coughs> we might have two not competing views. I don't think you disagree with the view. I think there's two versions of what happened today. Yeah.
1: So what, briefly, what happened was so they play 30 minutes each way at under 15s level. This was a yeah. Lancashire Cup game. We were very keen to get the game on because the boys are on a bit of a roll. They're loving their rugby, and we, mm. so we we hired a local other clubs. 4g pitch mm-hmm. to play the game. You're at Burnage, right? But we're at Burnage, yep, a yeah, couple of miles up the road and um we used their pitch. Rosendale, lovely club, great coaches, good bunch of uh, guys as well. The only say, yeah. They, they came down and um and we were 35-0 up in the early in the second half when one of one of their players lost his head and attacked the head of one of our players by <laughs> giving him a headbutt. <laughs> at which point um,
3: Classic young men losing it.
1: At which point, uh, the Rosendale coach, who again I'm going to emphasise, it, it was a lovely guy and was very gracious and nice after the af- after the game and st- stuck around in the bar, so there was no animosity. But he called the game. He said, "Right, that's it,
3: done."
0: Mm.
1: The two the two takes on that are one, he was so appalled at the behaviour of his own player that he thought this is not what we're about, and I'm not willing. That's to what th- I think it probably is. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I think you're right. I'm not willing for this to continue. That the the only. Th- downside is there were 29 other or 28 other lads if you take the one guy out of the case 28 other lads 29 other sorry 29 other lads that were involved that didn't get um rugby some of which like our guys replacements had just come on five Uh, minutes ago they've been stood out in the cold and they got like three three minutes of rugby and then had to go home so So, yeah that is
3: rubbish Uh, i guess the other way the other way i was gonna say you could look at it is like uh, yeah, and but this did not happen. But if you're just reading it on paper, two other things because match abandoned, right? So they get points, do they not? Uh,
1: well, no? Um, so that was very. Uh, our guys were very clear to say, look, you're forfeiting this game. Okay, just yeah, want to yeah, be yeah, clear. Yeah, referee, yeah. can you just listen? To this they are forfeiting yeah, yeah. the game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's gonna so, be. I think it's gonna be entered as a thirty-five-nil win.
3: So if you're just reading the facts, you could, I mean, it's pure interpretation because it, it could read like, oh, we found we found that referee to sit. Uh, decision so egregious that we're we'll yeah, That's he- not it. Because
1: I was working at Sale, and when I got the message saying uh, game abandoned five minutes into the second half, uh, red one of their players, you know, headbutted ours and got a red card. I was assuming, oh right, their coach is taken umbrage with the decision and said, right, we're not playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah. what I
2: assumed you, it was. You give my boy a red card. Yeah, you give we're my off. Boy,
1: Yeah, we're we're leaving. But so it wasn't like so that's what I assumed it was. Sub sub
3: subdivide this even further. um I was at a club, a club I used to play at, and the coach was giving a a team talk on the Wednesday, so I went for some midweek training just because I was was back home. And she said something along the lines of, um, if anybody throws a punch on the weekend, you're coming straight off. This isn't like adult rugby. Like, that is not the message. Funnily enough, though, that is exactly the message I think sometimes you need to give to kids so if the message is: Look, if you embarrass our club by losing your head and throwing a headbutt, all of your mates suffer, mm. and I don't care. You yeah. won't be associated with with this club. Cool with that, kids. In fact, I think it's essential. Yeah. don't though, so. it's the opposite. It's like if you do throw a punch, we're all throwing punches, <laughs> or you know, we all one in all in.
2: I mean, unless it's well, really as, as much as anything. Yeah. And yes,
1: I remember being in teams in the past when it was it was one in, all It in. was actually to try and protect the team overall not like the whole yeah so the referee's it, got it, loads of it, was, it was less about yeah. the, the pride of you don't leave a guy you know in a fight although although that's part of it that's how you feel as a player that instinct kicks in but it's the it's the fact that it's harder for him to send one person off if there's yeah, yeah. if there's 30 people with this flying <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> like you get to 18 it's like okay boys you know the ethics now they go out the window yeah i don't rugby yeah you've, you've learned
2: enough. that you're big well enough done. to make your own mistakes now. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I do, I quite like that. Um, there's, there's a degree of, if you get re- red carded, you're letting your mates down. Yeah. But if if you get red carded, that's it. No one's playing. You have really let, you've not only let your mates down because
1: they're going to find it harder, your mates don't even get to do what they love doing. Exactly. And they've driven all the way down from Rosendale. Yeah. yeah. And you were talking about lovely views, by the way. I mean, it was, it was the most amazing view from the worst possible. Uh, so, uh, place to to look at it from. Going over the Barton Bridge oh, with yes. the sewage works to your left yes. <laughs> and the Salford City Stadium just down there. The and the, the, the the, the wasteland, scrubland, the yeah. scrubland. Hey boys, and wasteland. If,
3: you, if you play really hard today and do well, <coughs> one day you can be on the
1: scrubland too. <laughs> when that, but when you were going over Bottom Bridge, the view there was—it was, it was com- oh, the white yeah. winter hill yeah. and, yeah, and yeah. the white snow-capped hill, and you could see the radio mast. Yeah, like, com- yeah. so cr- I've never seen it so clear. It was yeah. amazing. Lovely, isn't it? I did, the um, the,
2: <laughs> the game today, the Ulster, um, sale game the light in the second half because it was like the sun was setting so you got this beautiful golden light like clear skies, beautiful golden light illuminating the scrub behind the AJ Bell <laughs> 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 what a scene Winter Wonderland
3: yeah well I'll tell you the other game which is bloody hard to watch oh sorry just on the night we
2: never actually finished it
3: did you notice that one? Um, Martín González had to throw into the lineup
2: as well as did he score two tries he is I, a player he can do everything can't he so powerful he, so par- cuz he's not uh, that big as well no. he's he's quite uh, lithe for a just
3: seems to work for him. i he, don't know how it works but it does work for him he's a good player but actually not replacing creevy was the reason that the, i well not the reason the reason he scores a load of tries they're good at dri- dri- driving line outs he set up i think the second try for them with a lovely offload you just can't really replace a, a, a guy like that not e- not easily mm. so they tried everything they failed and lucky boys. Um, yeah. The other game, which is hard to watch, Munster to lose. Now that was that was Physics actually hard, hard to, watch. to watch. Yeah, because you couldn't
1: literally, see what was going literally on. Literally hard to watch. Yeah. Yes, I wonder if it's hard to play in. Have you, yeah. ever, have you ever played in mist like that?
2: Yeah, a, a few times on the the sedge, sedge pitches in in the north of England. Definitely, but I, I think I think it's probably hard to play in the mist okay. because it was greasy, but also because Munster they're a very difficult team and they're an incredibly well-supported team. Yeah. And was that the only... I'm sure I read somewhere that that, that and La Rochelle were the only um, sell-outs, although there were a few empty seats in the La Rochelle mm. game, um, which there was was there some crossover with the football as well, so you can, you can kind of forgive that. So,
3: back to the mist,
2: right? Yeah. Uh,
3: well, two things. So, in terms of... I think... In my mind, I have played a game which is like 3-0 or 6-0 against Ro- Rochdale at Broughton Park, but I've not, that might be a dream. So I'm going to have to go back and... <laughs> you dream about 3-0 yeah. or 6-0 games. I'm not really sure that's true. I, I've definitely had that dream, but I'm not sure if that dream is based on something. Anyway, I will check the records and see if I did play that game. Um, the other thing as well is <clears throat> the execution of skills... Yeah, if it's a greasy ball, it's a greasy ball, but yeah, they're fine with that. The execution of skills is difficult. The identification of space, particularly for Munster, must have been an absolute nightmare. Because if you're trying to, you know, kick,
2: where are the covering players? Can the covering players see (laughs) see the fly
3: half? I mean, I'm sure they can, but it's (coughs) it's not obvious, is it?
2: Yeah, it will make it... And there's, there's these things, if you're playing 15 or playing in the backfield... We've spoke about this before, but you pick up very subtle clues from the way the fly half is standing, the position yeah. that he's in, the angle that he's looking at. So you know before he kicks the ball, you know broadly where it's going. But all of those, all of that signal is massively, massively disrupted. One. Yeah, yeah. It's
3: almost, like crossfield kicks would be difficult. So I wonder. <coughs> watch this game, and it was quite uh, lots. Lots of players played well, but they were. I thought. Both teams performed beneath themselves. Mm. I wonder if it had the effect of condensing the game because if you don't have the kicking option either because you can't identify the space or because um, the uh, the team returning the kick can't drop players back effect- like effectively, that's what happens. If you can't kick a ball, you condense all condense all Everything the space up. and it turned yeah, into yeah. an
2: arm wrestle. Well, they, there was a great example actually in that first half. Antoine Dupont made a lovely little break from middle of the park round the rook beats a couple of players and I can't remember who he passed it to but the player he passed it to tries a long pass out to the left wing
3: <laughs> no, where, there.
2: no, there's a monster there's a monster <laughs> player just swoops in great, brilliant attack over thanks guys because you it's a 20 yard pass yeah. if you can't see what, what's 20 yards away from you you can't make the pass
3: yeah, it was a good game. It's very, very competitive. <coughs> this is like a European superpower game. This, These are the games that you should be very excited about. And actually, one of the few games that people did get excited about, which is news. Mm. Really...
1: Well, let's do, let me just, as we're running down, sorry, was there anything you wanted to say more you, on
2: that? Uh, yeah, Just go. one thing I thought, I've not watched m- much of Munster for a while, I don't think, but I thought Mike Haley had a lovely game.
3: He did, actually.
2: I thought he took some great, great high balls and just, consistently looked dangerous, was beating the first man and accelerating into space. So, yeah, liked him.
1: I'll go with that. So in terms of the Champions Cup, uh, as you said, London Irish went down narrowly to Montpellier. Um, uh, The the games we dealt with on Saturday, Leinster win. Claremont beat Stormers. I didn't really see a lot of that. Claremont aren't quite the team they were, but they won at home. So Mm -hmm. great. Um, Bulls beat Lyon in a very high scoring match. Didn't see any of that, but great entertaining game. Yeah. La- La Rochelle gave Northampton a beatdown. Yeah, Absolute
3: beatdown. Some people were suggesting this might have been like a La Rochelle sorry, a Northampton second team. Doesn't look like one to me. I know there are players who are injured that could, that could come in, but it doesn't look like they've. I mean, it looks like a team I'd expect to see in the Premiership. No, that does not look like we can see. No, that's
1: rubbish. That's a first yeah. team. Yeah, completely team.
3: agree. Completely agree.
1: Uh, good to hear that Courtney Laws, by the way, is very close to a return. Perfect. Mm, um, fantastic. And the the Sunday games we've covered so far, Sale gave Ulster an absolute beat down uh, Munster narrowly lost to Toulouse uh, I didn't see any of Leicester Osprey's sadly I watched the whole thing so it I I watched
2: awful 30. so that, well I watched all of the first half first half was truly one of the
3: worst rugby spectacles I've ever seen well, the everything the, sh- the kits were terrible oh, the oh, crowd that, were terrible what, tell
2: kits, me about this Osprey the, kit the kits were awful the Leicester kit I don't like that red away kit that's that's forgivable that Osprey's kit what is is it, is it a I celebration of something?
3: I've got no idea. <laughs> I mean, celebration of bad taste. I, I guess I guess it is in a long line of historical Osprey's shirts. Uh and I think we said many years ago that the whole point of the Osprey shirt is to look good good with 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 a sleeve tattoo. So <laughs> it's not something which naturally appeal to us. It's more for the Residents of South Wales. <laughs> um, it, it was horrendous. The whole experience was horrendous. I mean, uh, Ospreys were putting out a team which was very good on paper. Uh, certainly, Borthwick said that they're not very good in you know in person. And I think probably some of that is the fact that they're not allowed to play hot, like half these guys half the time. Yeah, like they just don't really play. You know, play, play much exactly the same as what what Owen Farrell said about the Saracens performance. Strangely enough, <coughs> on the other side, Leicester Tigers. This is a good team. I, I do like the team that Leicester put out, but it was young and it's the, young. yeah.
2: They, they've rested a few big names and a few big players. This this is not a first team. Just, if Leicester were going to play the final or a knockout game tomorrow, this would not be the team.
3: Yeah, yeah, com- completely agree. But it was still enough. The first <coughs> half was just
2: dire. It but was
3: just awful.
2: The first half, the story of the first half was the power of the Osprey Scrum or the weakness of the Leicester Scrum. Yes.
3: Let me just say that. It was dire except for the Osprey Scrum, which the was The Osprey glorious. Scrum was magnificent. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't so, argue with that. I if it was
1: dire. should we just not talk any more about it? No, I think it's worth dwelling on how bad it was.
3: Because <laughs> again, this should be like a European Super Bowl. There,
1: there are some really good
2: games we could talk about still. What we haven't the covered. Bit, the bit that is worth mentioning is Leicester they got hammered in the scrum first half. They were deservedly behind at half time. This is a young team and a weakened team. And they came back and won. Mm. Through um so that that's worth mentioning. The other Anthony thing, Watson played ace. The other thing that's worth mentioning <laughs> yeah. is Anthony Watson at fifteen. He looked class. He looked class under the high ball it's in difficult c- going circumstances. And that try was amazing. Yeah. Sensational.
3: Yeah. Joel Atkinson had a pretty shaky game first off, it is mm. fair to say. Um, George North looks like he's never met Joe Hawkins. Um, yeah, and <laughs> I, I, I think there is a lot, of, uh, a lot to that. The, Os- the Ospreys have got a good team on paper, but when it, they actually put it out, they, they don't do anything because they, they don't play enough. Tim,
1: tell us about a good game. Uh, well, I'll just I'll just cover. It. Let's just very very briefly skirt over some of the other games. Saracens beat Edinburgh by four points. Had to come This was from a behind. great game. This was a really good game. I mean, Farrell, as you rightly said, said Saracens were average. Was the, what? How he yeah. described their performance?
3: Edinburgh really put Saracens through the ring. Ring Jamie Ritchie was ace. So what I was doing is I was watching part of this, as watching part of uh, Toulouse. So as soon as there was a breaking one, I'd switch over to, to to the other. But yeah, there was. Um, I thought it was quite impressive stuff by by, by, by Edinburgh. Um, there is, of course, the caveat that they weren't playing the best version of Saracens yet. Uh, Farrell did say at the end of the game, they're reintegrating everyone. And he wasn't really making excuses as mm. such, but I don't think he was happy with the performance.
1: No, he wasn't. He, no, he, he wasn't yeah. happy with the performance. But I, I, don't, I don't think the reintegrating players. Is, that doesn't wash with me. No. think it, I it with Faz.
2: I looked at this. Uh, Faz is making excuses. I, yeah, look, I, looked, at, I looked at this. <laughs> I looked at the Saracens team and thought, That is stacked that is about as good as saracens can put out yeah and
1: they should smash edinburgh and they just didn't uh, away games in europe <coughs> are all the heineken champions cup sorry uh, are are challenging which is why just jumping to another game uh, and to emphasize a real positive for a premiership side X to going away to cast oh, and i've yeah, got and and, this winning Comfortably in the end, mm. uh, it was a really good result. And I didn't see, anyway, it's four tries to nil as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was. And and I was listening to, as I was coming driving away from King's Home, I that was the next game, and I just put on. Uh, uh, sorry, no, I would. I, I thought it was the. I thought Exeter was the next game, so I just popped on BBC Radio Devon to try and catch it, and it wasn't the game. Obviously, I learnt that. But however, as I did turn on, they were playing a clip of Rob Baxter talking about it, and he was talking about when they won their European Cup season the year they won the double he said their season only really started week one of europe when they went Mm. away to when they went away to a french team i think it was montpellier and they won there and he said there was the emo he talks about the emotional the emotion that they level, the emotional level that they got to and that they brought actually was the he looks back and was like that was the moment that our double season started so extra false stuttering a little bit in the league I think Rob Baxter will be thinking this could be a turning point for them yeah I think not I not because they're not going to go on and win this competition, but more for the premiership I hope you're right um
2: I think there'll be more stuttering if I'm honest. I hope you I hope you are right, but I think this cast team is not as strong as it once was i've I've heard they've had a lot of injuries, and like didn't Rory Cocker have to come out of retirement to did. to make the bench mm.
3: uh I would just say with Baxter. I think they are still struggling to find their best pack uh, I think the, 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 you know, who plays in the back line is fairly, fairly settled And if they've got the triad of uh, Noel, Slade and Hogg They can do all, all sorts of cool things mm-hmm. They still don't really know And Woodburn Who's and back
2: to his best, I think
3: um, and They just don't really know what they're <clears> doing <throat> up front yet But this will be a huge boost mm. Because what they've won a game in France with two lads who are, what, 21?
2: Jenkins and Tushund, uh, And Shunza. Shunza yeah. yeah, that's really impressive. If, if,
1: if, it's tw- 20, if 20 and 19, aren't they? Yeah.
2: Uh,
3: no, both both are 20. Both
1: 20, yeah. So, yeah. On the flip side, it's also Scott CEO's bedded in there nicely now as well. So yeah. uh, going going away to a French team, whoever it is, in, from the top 14 is, is a challenge. And, True. And they did well. And another team that did very well against French opposition in the end. Well, it wasn't a great game, but it was a fantastic comeback from Gloucester. Uh, and I th- the game looked done. So you you were here
3: for this, right? Mm. Yeah,
1: it was 17-5 at half-time uh, to Bordeaux. Tom Willis looking awesome. Mm. Yeah, he had some great carries, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's put- he was putting himself all over the shop. Gloucester just looking like they were getting um, bullied a bit. And then, I, I don't... I, I mean, you, I want to emphasise the positive and say Gloucester just clicked into gear for a 20-minute period <sighs> the last quarter, and it coincided with Albert Tuasui coming on just out after... or. At, uh, Just around half time. So, a
3: very wise ropey head who I know, who you also know, Tim, um, was explaining the. So, I didn't really see the point of Albert Tuasui coming to Gloucester. In fact, it seemed like the least needed
2: Mm. position to have. They've got loads of massive back (laughs) rowers. Yeah,
3: just not a big deal. Uh, But apparently, last time Tuasui was playing really well, what made him a bit of an international star at one point was the fact that he was playing under Skivington. So, hopefully, if he can get him back
1: to that level. First day of the season. Gloucester played Wasps, 27 points down. Albert Tuasui comes on at half-time. They win the game.
3: Mm, uh.
1: First round of Europe, 17-5 down. Albert Tuasui comes on at half-time. These are good starts. They win the game.
2: Mm. So you're saying he's a, a finisher?
1: He is absolutely, changer. he's a g- total game changer, yeah. No, he is a game changer, and I think Gloucester use him in that fashion. Mm. Yeah, because he's
3: always, it very rarely starts. He always seems, to be, seems yep. to be on the bench.
1: He comes on, and he is just a wrecking ball who, and I shook his hand, and he has some of the biggest hands I've ever, <laughs> <Really>? ever <laughs> seen. Really, doesn't surprise me. Absolutely no, surprise me ginormous. <laughs> Massive guy. So, yeah, great win for Gloucester, who go to, where do they go? Ra- no. Somewhere, Qu- Quins somewhere. Have- Quins have got racing. They, they go, go to Leinster. Dublin. Leinster, that's it. That's <laughs> it. it. Yeah, exactly. So they had to win. Um, yeah, they certainly did. They, they did. Uh, and uh, Quins narrowly lost at Sharks and had the boat the had the losing bonus points snatched from them in the final minute with a try from Cameron Bosch, uh, mm. Kerwin Bosch. Sorry. So in, was it- in a high-scoring game, thirty-one, thirty-nine to thirty-one. But that
2: that was another game where. Um, the red card, the Nche red card yeah. that we've, t- we've talked to
1: and about, the, at and, uh, and the Umbanambi and the Umbanambi yellow card, the yellow cards. Yes, two so down prior. To,
2: they were down to thirteen men, weren't they? Yeah.
1: When Esther Hazen scored two tries and Bassett got Willard his second, with, uh, Bassett. That's it. Yeah. So it was almost a very Quincy comeback, and then they, had but the, not quite. And I'd just say on that one, fair play to the Sharks for they could have sort of def- they could have played it safe in that final minute and just seen out the game and won, but they actually. <clears throat> went for it and took the bonus point off Quinns mm. that um, um, that Sharks pack is
2: fairly tasty as well with Unshe Bernambi, Etzabeth Kalisi, fairly handy
1: yeah by the way your tip off of Tribe as an app is, is excellent
2: it's alright isn't it it's really good the only issue is it doesn't have player details on it so you yeah, have I, to go separately
3: I, I disagree with you um, I love the danger of Ultimate Rugby
2: <laughs> so the ultimate rugby's constantly being wrong. Yeah, yeah
3: so, they, so ultimate rugby keeps you sharp, right? So, m- like, ninety-five percent of it is correct, but then occasionally it's like, um,
2: occasionally it says that Paddy Jackson was born in Birmingham.
3: Yeah, yeah. Or um, you know, someone who plays a club doesn't play there, or the scores. Are you wrong, saying or,
1: Brian O'Driscoll is a Twitter troll, basically? So, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. What Brian is It's, it's doing, his app. It's Bra-
3: it, you know, sometimes God. you rely on your information too much and just reading mindlessly. And it doesn't yeah, sink yeah. It. You need to know if you're going to use ultimate rugby, you need to know your stuff. Because five percent of the time it's going to throw an absolute curveball, and if you don't notice it, you're going to look very stupid. I'd also you, you say, had... I'd
1: also say the same. Uh, like, don't just if someone tweets you something, don't take it as fact. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty-eight <laughs> oh,
3: tw- 20 followers. Of course, he played. Of course, he's born, born in Birmingham.
2: You have had a few anchorman moments with uh, Ultimate Rugby <laughs> over the years.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's an
1: interesting app. So that is the Champions Cup, um, and if your team is in the Challenge Cup, just tell them to be better.
2: Yes, quite right.
1: Uh, fixed just for next week, we've mm. got uh, two got games on, Two games on the Friday night. Bordeaux host Sharks and... Uh,
3: Apparently Leinster are playing Bordeaux Reavers next Friday.
1: <laughs> Leinster-Gloucester. <laughs> I'll be in Dublin for that one. Really? really? Nice. nice. Very nice. And what's great is... Oh, no, uh, will I go out after the game in Dublin? Yeah. Probably. Probably, but... I think we'll be staying at a hotel near the ground rather than in town. In town. Bit... Oh, no. Is oh, it the no. Viva or the RDS? It's... Oh, it's it R- at it
3: the RDS. That's going to be tough on your driver.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the game's... I'm, I'm assuming it's at the RDS. Um, and, then I'm, and then I'm at your beloved Ulster for the Friday evening. That's the one I'm looking forward to, getting back in the Dirty Onion in, uh, in Belfast. Yeah. Because my flight isn't until 10 the next morning. And, oh, fantastic. And that game will be wrapped up. Done, and to I'll to be, be out in Friday. town by eight I would
3: love to come with you on, on Friday why after. can't
1: you come over to Belfast
3: I've got uh, Baird staff Christmas party uh-huh. nice yeah god I thought my
2: staff Christmas party was that's good a, fun
1: hold on that's a great shout I could actually have um I could expense Christmas Saturday party. night in yeah. Belfast because it's I could Christmas just say i I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm not a sole trader I've got a company but I could basically say that that's that is uh, my is Christmas Christ, party? it's my Christmas yeah, party
2: yeah. you've earned this Tim you've <laughs> earned this bottle of champagne
3: <laughs> if you're is it out- true? My favourite champagne story. I don't know if this is true. Well, no, one of my many favourite champagne stories. Apparently Terry Wogan used to get a bottle of champagne. Oh, I told you this. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. What was it? This used to wind me up so much. <laughs> when, every trill. Every three months you get what are called RAJAR figures, which are your radio listening figures. And this, <laughs> due to the unique way the licence fee is funded. When the Terry Wogan breakfast show would get their RAJAR figures they would they would go out and the bottle of champagne at the place on Great Portland Street, just near the studios where they used to go to, a bottle of champagne was around about £150, pounds, which at the time was roughly equivalent to the licence fee. Love so it. they would pop a bottle of champagne and toast... A name someone would come up with this one is thank you for your money, yeah, John Jonathan Smith. Jonathan, uh, More, uh Jonathan Margaret Stewart, yeah, exactly, Jonathan from Chalton, exactly, exactly, exactly. That it was just maddening, oh, isn't it? It was so out. entitled.
3: And at, at the time, I'm sure, all you know, most radio is so regulated, you couldn't get a radio station, and now you can do a podcast and whatnot. But then it was like you had to listen to Terry Wogan, you, you just had to,
1: yeah,
2: anyway. So, uh, one of my favorite um champagne stories, uh, this is. So I, I was, I've only ever heard this second hand But one of the kind of sedgely old boys um, He was fairly handy back in the day was out, out having a few beers And he had somewhere getting table service And he's, he ordered a bottle of champagne the table service Four of them out drinking And she said The barmaid said Or the waitress said You know that's £150 a bottle And his response was Yeah I know I'll take two and four pint glasses.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yes.
3: Yeah, sporting-wise, Jonathan Joseph is famous for pouring champagne on the floor. Yeah. Uh, oh, do you remember people on Twitter
1: got really annoyed about that? As yeah,
3: well. more more champagne, please. Um, Sergio Canasari, the uh, Spanish goalkeeper, dropped a bottle of champagne on his foot before he woke up and broke it so
2: he can play. Uh, there must be some other ones, too. So non, non-sporting, non my other favourite um, champagne story is Winston Churchill. Oh, yes. Paul Roger. So Winston Churchill used to have a pint of champagne at 11am every morning, and Paul Roger, uh, very famous, uh, Epigny, um Champagne House, made him a specific um, pint bottle. So he'd have a 568 oh, mil wow. bottle of champagne that he would crack.
3: So one of the... One of the great benefits of Brexit, one of the many great benefits of Brexit, I might add, <laughs> um, is the fact that Paul, Paul Roger started making the pint bottle again because they were allowed to under UK law. Have they? Yes, they have. So you can get oh, a, I'll, I'll buy one. When was that time that you had Paul, Paul Roger?
2: I've got some in my fridge. Have yeah. you really? Yeah, I right always like it. to keep a bottle of Paul Roger in. A pint? A pint of <laughs> Paul Roger. <laughs> um, Good morning. Pi- Bottled
1: chilling in a pint glass, chilling next to it. I love Phil's. Shopping list is like I need a pint of milk, a pint of Paul Roger. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, my last time I was, I, I was drinking Paul Roger, they were serving in World Rugby Player of the Year. Very nice. Yeah, it was it was it was it was, a complimentary was the complimentary champagne
2: of in, the, the bar there. I was in Wimbledon one night this year. That was great fun, but I can't remember what the champagne brand was. I don't think it was Paul Roger. We need to we need to get back to the World
1: Rugby. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Shindy. Oh
3: yeah. Although. Since our man at World Rugby has gone, I don't know if, if it's quite as lavish as it once was. Oh, really? Well, I don't know. Where, where was it this year? Was it not
2: Monaco again? I don't have got no idea. Ask Josh van der Fleer.
3: Yeah, we'll find out. It was, it was Monaco for two years because they wanted to make it a big thing. And as far as I was, I was concerned, it's the biggest thing in the world. And then it stopped because... Covid. No.
1: Oh, Ro- uh, World Cup.
3: Japanese, uh, yeah. they wanted it in Tokyo. So they, didn't, they did it in Tokyo. And,
1: and then it then stopped
3: for Covid, yeah. Yeah. So if it's been relaunched or whatnot, I don't know.
1: Oh, I just, I just remember as we were getting our taxi back to Nice, Finn Russell, the state he was in out oh the front my of God. hotel.
3: Well, that was the uh, one where Ryan w- Wilson?
1: Ryan uh, Wilson? Is that a man? Uh,
3: uh, Ryan Wilson, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Couldn't get home. Oh, yeah. Is that
3: the one you couldn't get home? Oh, the, was the, Six And also,
1: the, just the, the airport, the Nice airport the next day. So many home of the legends. Legends everywhere. It was amazing. It,
3: but all the head, heads in the hands.
1: And also, I loved it when... Uh, you you asked for a, a little selfie with Faf the clerk and asked Aaron Smith, Smith, to, move Smith to move away. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Aaron tried to get the other side. No, Aaron. No, <laughs> Me and Faf. Even though I see Faf I at the time. About once a week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, um, good days. Yeah, right. it was it was Monaco this year. Was it? Yeah. yeah.
1: Know, we well that's down there. <laughs> mm. So uh, yeah, those are the Friday night games. So it should, uh, Bordeaux have to win. They'll put out. Matthew Jalabert was on holiday this week. What? Huh? Yeah, he didn't play for Bordeaux because he was on a holiday.
3: Oh, probably no difference to the Leicester lads. So.
1: What? Yeah, that's what I mean. Champ- Champions Cup round one. <clears throat> Bordeaux's best player is I, that I, I go on holiday. Is that the what they've
2: the reason the excuse they've given to avoid when- him have any any like. Personal interference with his personal life. Or when
1: a, he wasn't named, uh, all I can say is um, when he wasn't named, we got in touch with the press team at Bordeaux. Why is Matthew Jalabert not not involved? Is oh. there an injury? What can you tell us? He's on holiday. Hmm.
2: I do wonder if there's more to that. That there's been there's some personal issues or family issues, mm. and they just not wanted to disclose it for his for
1: the benefit of his, his privacy. I think it's probably the but, fact
3: that he played for France. He played for France. Yeah, and like but that's, that's
1: but that was that's a, good in France. Good players don't play away, do they? oh they, yeah of course because they've got an
3: extra
2: week off yeah, week, yeah yeah yeah, no, no. no so that was his last game for France and he was on the bench for France
1: was three weeks ago mm. Mm. No so that would be weird All right, anyway, so, there you go anyway uh, Leinster will beat Gloucester mm. uh, and then Saturday you've got Edinburgh v. Cast. Mm. Don't know, Edinburgh to win that the home win Exeter v. The Bulls that, that'll be tasty That's that will be a very tasty game I always back
3: Exeter so Exeter it is right, I'll take my feet off
1: Leon v. Saracens
3: yeah uh, so yeah I've got a history of Predicting Leon to do great things and then never did. In fact, last time I was on Talk Sport, they phoned me up and said, Hey, can you do a preview of the European Cup? And I said, Leon will do special things and
1: they, they had
3: the record for the least points. Yeah, <laughs> they really did break records that season. It was unbelievable. And Talk Sport have never called me back, <laughs> they've never asked me back ever again. So they have a detailed breakdown of the worst team in the group.
1: That will be a tasty game and. and It'll be all right. Yeah, getting two bonus points away Leon will think they beat Saracens They're in contention And mm. as we talked about with the salary cap I think they could well beat Saracens Yeah,
2: that Saracens is The squad is not as good as it once was It's definitely true they will, they, I, don't think, I don't think they can compete in Europe No, I disagree actually I think they're going to start hitting their
3: straps soon I think they've been very careful with their selection Throughout the premiership They've done very well in the premiership one of the things that would concern me this week was that Edinburgh would able to disrupt Saracen's shape as and when. But I think that's got more to do with rustiness. I think they're going to be all right. I think they'll
1: mm. go. I
2: think they'll get semis.
1: Mm. So you're predicting a win away in Lyon.
2: I am predicting okay, a win cool. away in Lyon. Yeah, I'd, I would actually probably. I would edge I'd edge towards, towards
1: the Saracens win. I'd
2: edge towards the Saracens win, but i I think they'll struggle to make the semis. I'd I'd mm. say, knock. Last 16 or quarters for Saracens. Mm. Let's find out. This Mm. one's got
1: a very familiar, traditional kind of (laughs) harking back to the old days feel to it. Another 3.15 kick-off, Leicester v Claremont.
3: Mm. Yeah, I don't know enough about Claremont to give you any good prediction on this. um, Other than say, I quite like Leicester and what they do, and they could win.
1: It's over there. Predictions, will Borthwick still be in charge of Leicester? No. Well, yeah. Do you know what he's got? He's got the RFU over a barrel. He could just—he mm. could name his price. He could say, "I want a ten-year contract, a million pounds a year." And the RFU have got themselves in a situation where they're, they're going to have to go, "Yeah, okay." So this is a genu- wh- whatever you want. This is a genuine question, now right?
3: Um, when when does he need to be coached by? I mean, he de- presumably doesn't need to be coached by tomorrow. No, or next I, week. But-
1: I, I I wouldn't be surprised. I suspect it's already agreed. It's definitely happening. Maybe it's a. Uh, Leicester have said, can you just wait until we've got our replacement before you announce it, so, that it doesn't, so it causes us the least amount of turmoil. They're probably trying to negotiate exactly what they do with Leicester's coaches because they won't want to lose all of them, but Bothwick will probably want to take them all with him.
3: He's going to want them all. Yeah, he's not going to not want yeah. these guys. It, mm. He spent a long time getting them. And he spent a lot of money on them as well.
1: And it was when I was considering all the coaches going that I suddenly thought Diamond might actually genuinely be a good fit at Leicester.
3: Yeah.
2: No, Pivac.
3: Pivac.
1: Um, um, just, just
2: on there a few, as well as, obviously, they should have lined up Borthwick prior to actually letting Eddie Jones go. Because there's no rush to let Eddie Jones go as well, because no. they, they don't need to do it last well, week. They've got all the way until February. Yeah, and especially
1: it. if you read all of the statements from Bill Sweeney this week, uh, he definitely didn't need to let Eddie go, because he was amazing. Is that right? Well, well, <laughs> I mean, also, all, all the RFU have said is glowing praise of Eddie Jones. He's like, brilliant. He, we're sacking him. He's done a wonderful job. Yeah. We're so pleased. There's, there's two things that it's the so
2: odd. There's two things that the RFU should have done. And These are like basics. They should have lined up the next appointment so it's a done deal so you can announce the two of them together. Secondly, there are reports coming out of Australia that Eddie Jones might get involved in the Australia coaching team as a consultant or in some regard, which, if the RFU have paid him a year's salary to let go of him and not put in a gardening leave clause or a you-can't-work-for-our-competition clause, those are two of the biggest schoolboy errors that you can possibly well, imagine. I heard that they were
3: looking for those clauses. That was a sticking point. It sounds like they have been waived. I, I heard that he, what,
2: originally they didn't want him to work for somebody else. In my view, but honest, then you, sh- you should only be paying him a fraction of his... If you're going to work for someone else, well, I'm not paying you your your full salary. Quite right. You. Yeah, I'll well, pay you. A, I'll pay a, a pence of it.
1: I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll pay you, but the 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 price is you don't work for anybody else because yeah, I'm so paying you. My view on this is, if you're going to sack the guy, who, why do you care who he works for?
2: Well, well, uh, he's got he's got information on your team.
1: Well, so so the 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 point is, the RFU are not uh, they're effectively paying they're effectively buying the rest of his contract, handing it to him as a cash sum and saying off you go. But that contract runs until the end of the World Cup. So I've I've had a situation where a radio station I was working for was being shut down, and I was told. Yeah, there's, there, there's, there's the six months yeah. there's <laughs> the there's the next six months of your contract in cash up front, which I was like great. And then they went, by the way, that means you can't work for any mm. of our competitors. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you if you want to, you hand back you hand back your money. Some of it, yeah. Or uh, some I, of I it.
3: heard that, that was, I heard that was the sticking point. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who which, you're, you're right on both of those points. Just, so. yeah. well, you know, not letting them go. I think I've got a slightly different view on that. I, I mean, the traditional view, of course, is you wait to get someone, but. Honestly, what would be the point If you know you're getting rid of the guy It's almost unfair to say Look, you just carry on Preparing, making your PowerPoint presentations And, you know Writing down your snarky one-liners To bully your players with And uh, we'll just fire you when we're
2: ready just No, go, no, go. Well, no? you can have those conversations But just not make it f- Not do the formal announcement You should get your ducks in a row Align everything And well, then, because yeah, yeah. right now Exactly the point you made, Tim Borthwick can basically name his price Because he knows He knows England don't have a coach He knows there is One, probably realistically one name in the frame and that name is Steve and all
1: the other names in the frame are using the situation to get great new contracts like Rob Rob Baxter Baxter, Baxter, Ronan Agara
2: yeah
3: I tell you what the the bigger that those contracts are the bigger they are if you need to walk out for um yeah, uh, Borthwick. Uh, i tell you what, I bet he's got someone in his corner who's pretty astute when it comes to these
2: contract negotiations. And I, I so. might a Borthwick's a fairly smart cookie as well. Yeah, so. but, but
1: just just to re-emphasise that point, the, the odd thing is the RFU keeps saying we're doing a review, we never hear what the outcome of the review is. Nope. Yeah, And in this case, they've done a review and said, yeah, after a review, we are... Uh, removing Eddie Jones from his role he's done an incredible job we're so pleased with him (laughs) basically it was all glowing I understand leaving on good terms but it's just it just seemed odd he's done a fantastic job we're sacking him and we haven't got a replacement why do
3: people (laughs) do this? like why do they they must think they were stupid like why why? just just tell the truth (laughs) tell the truth we were the result, the
1: results were unacceptable. Yeah, We, yeah. we need a change of direction. The reason yeah. we fired
3: him, it's not because we don't like him or because we don't think he's capable. We think we think he's brilliant. Yeah, we think he's brilliant, but we are absolutely appalled by the fact we pay him X amount and he's got a forty percent forty percent win, a win uh, rate for this year and probably for last year too. Absolutely appalled.: We've
1: lost faith that that his master plan yeah. is going to be. he brilliant. Yeah, yeah that, he has has plan. that He has a master We'd
3: plan. We'd love more, but you know, going our separate ways. Yeah,
1: quite. Uh, Leicester back to Leicester v Claremont that actually I'm quite excited about that it just that has a traditional mm. Saturday afternoon proper yep. European ding dong feel about it yep. yes
3: good go with Leicester but I don't know
1: they'll go full ball first team at home to Claremont mm. Claremont will come and give it a crack and I think Leicester will win London Irish are at
3: Stormers that's, yep. a, that's a draw there's all <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Ulster oh poor mm. Ulster La Rochelle so Ulster, Ulster This will be a
3: good performance. I'm sorry. yeah,
1: Ulster will go
2: they will put in a good shift, but they're not gonna win this. Ulster will Ulster will go something like six point difference. Something like that. Tw- Ulster will go twenty-five, twelve up, and eventually the the might of that enormous
1: Larochell pack will grind them into Ulster dust.
3: Ulster will, will lose by six points. And they'll have the ball when the final whistle goes. It'll be a knock-on. <laughs> I'm just looking at yeah. who I'm
1: just looking at who I'll be chatting to next week because I'll be speaking to some English. I'll be it'll be an English-speaking person. So Will Skelton, mm. uh, Uini Antonio, Kerbalo. Todd Kerbalo. Uini uh, Antonio. Yeah. Is he? Well, he's, he's a Kiwi, oh, course, isn't he? Of course he is. Yeah. Well, is he ov- obviously, okay. he's a Frenchman.
2: Uh, Victor Vito still there. Uh, uh, no, the not retired. Not on the bench. They've got, th- that, they've got that... Um, Bottier. So they, they've got uh, Dylan Leeds. Leeds. Leeds, They used yeah. to
3: have... It, Anson, oh, no, that's the ex-foreign secretary. Um, Eaton. I was going to say, Anthony Eaton. They, they used to have... Um, they built the whole pack around him for years. Obviously, he left a long, long time ago. Jason. Oh.
2: Jason Eaton, yeah. There's, yeah, Bottier might speak a bit... Presumably speaks a bit of English. But, but I'll tell you what I
1: will do. I'm going to try and do what I did for Ulster V Toulouse last year and try and sit in the uh, away team bench. Oh, yes. Well, I, was, I, I was sat next to... Charlie Faumoina. Faumoina. I say
2: he to him. I I you, know he, so could,
1: he could go back on. Props could go back <laughs> on. Okay, so. fair enough.
2: Gregory Aldrete. Oh, He's yeah. got a Scottish mother. Has he? Yeah. So he, he must presumably speak English.
3: Well, hang on. If his mother's Scottish, it's not guaranteed, is <laughs> <does> it?
1: Wow. <laughs> um, and then where are we at with the fixtures? So that, unfortunately for Ulster, that will be a Larashel. Montpellier,
3: uh, um, sail away at Toulouse. Big
1: Sale win uh, also Montpellier Osprey's Montpellier win at home Toulouse v yeah. Sale Big Sale win You're going for yeah.
3: I think Northampton Will beat Munster In the gardens
2: hmm. It's Munster Are the kind of team That Northampton Struggle against Because they've got A very well drilled Pack
3: Yeah But I think Northampton will win
2: hmm. I'm
1: quite excited About Sunday 5.30pm that, that, that will be That feels like Quite a glitzy That will be entertaining Glitzy tie Quincy rassing
2: Shame that Marcus Smith Is not going to be playing why, he's injured. Who is he? What's up he's, he's out till after Christmas. And is, it, oh. is Tommy
1: Allen going to Perpignan as well? Yeah, that's, grand.
2: that's confirmed. So that's a. It's just another one of the Premiership biting. Yeah, the salary cap biting stories.
3: Uh, and that's it. Nothing then till January Friday thirteenth. Friday thirteenth is, is 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 next is next game.
2: Next game of Champions Cup.
1: I'm I'm flying on Friday the 13th. No wonder the the tickets are so cheap. That's fine. That's good. Um, Right. Yeah, so we're we're done, I guess.
3: Yeah, that's it. No more for no more. We've got all our tittle-tattle out out the way mid-podcast, which is exactly what professionals do.
1: Exactly. Uh, Thank you for listening. If you're still listening at this point, then you probably don't need me to tell you that you need to hit subscribe. You've you've already done it. Um, In fact, I'll tell you what. Uh, Do you know what? Let's have a competition, right? We'll, we'll find something to give away. Mm. If you it, it, d- just for for the loyalist of loyal people that really stick it out to the bitter end. Do you know where the phrase "the bitter end" comes from, by the way?
2: Bitter end. The bitter end. it would be some food. Is it is it to do with beer and the? Oh, bottom, that's the brilliant. bottom of the barrel. Well done.
1: It's not though. No, it's it's um it's, it's so many phrases are naval. I was going to go so, with naval. Damn it! Is this from the Rest of History podcast? No, it's... it's so they
2: did one on Napoleon yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah,
1: well, I don't know where... It, no, it came up. It, there's a show that I told you, uh, the one with Colin Farrell, and it's about the... Uh, <coughs> trying to get through the Arctic, the, the Bering Strait bit. Uh, what's it called? The Terror. Okay. Mm. good. It's on BBC iPlayer. It's, it's a really mm. good show. Colin Farrell's in it called The Terror. And uh, But they use the phrase, the bitter end, and it's the it's when you put the anchor out, it's the... It's the it went at the end of the line. Ah, um, that the I don't know. I, I I can't remember the specifics, but there's so many naval phrases. Really, yeah. So tell so, me, what so are the there's, others?
2: There's I, I can't remember any of them at the moment, but there's a rest of the history podcast. Long shots where they talk about is one. Uh, oh brass
1: mo- br- uh, brass uh, cut of his jib brass yeah. brass monkeys is to do no hold on no. to the line. Yeah, that brass. There's something that the there's something to do with like how cold the cannonballs are, and okay. it's like, oh, you're brass monkeys. And I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, oh. look at where the phrase "brass monkeys" come from. I'm sure it's. I'm sure feeling, it's a naval phrase. Feeling as well.
3: blue would be one. Ah. Taken back. because of his jip Hype down, Toe the line, take
1: the con, in the doldrums. There's there. The, What's the one that's the. Uh, oh there you go Mid, um, so Brass Monkey which is about uh, often said to be from a type of brass rack or quote monkey it was called the rack that on which cannonballs were stored and which contracted in very cold weather which would eject the balls ah. so they, they were held in a brass rack and when it gets cold the ball, the, the cannonballs would so, fall on. out so it was dangerous I'm sure
3: that they say like, in Lock, Stock and 2 smoking Barrels I'm, I'm Brass Monkey for cold or something like yes, that yes that's what I mean So so, yeah, the, yeah. so
1: the Brass Monkey was the thing that cannonballs were held in Ah, uh, very, very good
3: Yeah, there's a, a book I read called River Deep Which is like a huge, huge book And in it it's about oh, I Humble brag Yeah, a huge book <laughs> Very, very complex and many long words <laughs> And um, <laughs> in it it's about the logging industry in Oregon Set up by Finnish immigrants And all of the, you know, sayings and things which come from there Like fellers Well, of course, you've been felling trees all day So, all right, fellas, shall we go out? Oh, nice! Things, uh, I love loads, stuff like that. Yeah, loads of them. Loads of them. Love it.
1: So I will tell you what, we'll say. Um, I tell you what, just if you send us an email to contactchasers at gmail dot com with the subject title "Bitter End," mm-hmm. put your name, put your address, and we'll pick we'll pick someone out to give something mm, away to. Cool. I like so, it. Just because uh, we appreciate you being here at this point. Uh, contactchasers at gmail dot com. Uh, hit subscribe, Patreon dot com forward slash Chasers, and let the boys play. Let
0: the boys play.